You are watching the vodka stream. Yeah, second Warner Brothers. Ooh, what is happening, guys? It is Friday. Well, you know what? I have. Let's see if I can do this here. Up, up, up. Let's do that. Let's just wait, wait, wait. Damn it. Can I do it? Let's see if I can do it here. I was trying to. I was trying to add something, a little ambiance. There we go. Welcome to the Vodka Stream Lounge, guys. Come on. Get a little, uh, let's get a little uh, relaxed here. It is uh, Friday. There you go. I think it's working. A little jazz right there. Why not? Sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> oh man alright what is happening everything good let's see I don't have my background up of course hi guys so I got that up right man okay let's see alright what's going on who's out there huh? who's out there let's see we got Dave what's up we got Jose of course we got Jason Hi, Mom. How's it going? That's what I'm talking about, right? I think my first drink is going to be, uh, you know what? I, I didn't finish off the wild turkey from last week. Showed you guys. I'm not that much of an alcoholic, so still pretty good, you know. So. But, of course, I got some Absolute. Picked up some Absolute today, so. There you go. So, got some Absolute Vodka today, as opposed to the Sky or the Smirnoff, whatever the hell. You know how it is. What's going on there? Hey, you're the sexy beast. What are you talking about? Locks, how are you doing, bud? You want to watch? <laughs> is that what you think when you hear this music? I mean, whatever whatever works for you, Special K. I mean, that's, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge at all. So. so, what is up? Javier, how you doing, bud? How you doing? Oh, thank you, man. Trying to, uh, you know, hit it hard for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm about to head out. Ah, oh, you're not gonna watch the vodka stream? How dare you, Carrie? No, I'm just kidding. Go enjoy yourself. I have my report. I have my review uh, recorded, but uh, I didn't get the posted quite yet. So let's go ahead and remove that. It's getting a little loud. You know, it's getting a little noisy. It's fine. Man, I forgot to turn off my AC. Um, no, no, go enjoy yourself, Carrie. Like I said, I got my review coming up, so. I'll be posting it tomorrow. I recorded it tonight, but just didn't have enough time. See, I'm all, I thought I was all ready and stuff like that. I don't even have my glass. And then I left my AC on too. Jeez. That's what happens because I, you know, I was trying to, so pretty much this was my day, guys. My day was kind of just, <laughs> last couple of days have been kind of like that, man. I, I, it, it's been kind of strange where it's just like, man, well, today sucks. And then today was not too much better, even though I like I got a good night's sleep and everything. And it was just but, um, you know, it's just like work stuff. And then it just seemed like things weren't, you know, just lining up, man. And then so um, I needed to, you know, replenish right here because all I had was a little bit of wild turkey left. And then um, so then I go, OK, I'm just going to go to my Rite Aid that's right around the corner that I just usually go to. And there's a big, huge line big, huge line. And I'm going, great. That's fantastic. And then they announce, oh, the ATM's down and I have no cash. So I was literally there for probably about 10, 
a little over 10 minutes. And of course, can't even pay for my stuff. So I put everything back, walked out, went to the grocery store. It's insane. Of course it is. It's Friday, you know, lines everywhere. And I'm like, screw this. So I drive over to like just a liquor store. Luckily just in said, Hey, give me the bottle absolute. Cause I had absolute on the brain for some reason and um, got it. And then I was going, man, I wanted a sandwich. I want a sandwich. I was just craving a sandwich. So I go to Jersey Mike's and of course, again, it is Friday evening and there's a line, but there's only two people working, <laughs> two people working and you got this big long line. So I went, it's just not my night. I just can't seem to. Yeah. So then I just went next door, got some Chipotle and that even took a while because uh, I wanted a steak. I wanted a steak burrito, and then and then they go like, "Oh yeah, well we're waiting on the steak." So it's like, "Damn it!" Ugh. So then I'm just standing there waiting for that. Luckily, I did get it. It was delicious. And now we're here, and now I'm like, "Man, just give me one sec, guys. I forgot my glass. It's over there." And then I'm gonna turn off my AC too. So hold on. Okay, try to be as fast as possible. Summoning my inner Barry Allen. All right, let's finish some of this wild turkey. Ah, I love that sound, right? Ah, it's so good. Delicious. But cheers, guys. It is Friday, and welcome to the vodka stream, of course. And uh, yeah, cheers. Ah. Hey, we got Jessica here. What's going on? You finally made it again. It's about time. Uh, you better be drinking, you know. I know you like that wine, you know. Just be careful with that wine sometimes, you know. What's going on, Mike? Uh, when do you, you think they'll announce? <laughs> gotta be, yeah, you know, just gotta be patient about that. That's all. Just gotta be patient about that. And of course, yeah, stop saying go die. What's the score? Is it still one nothing? Damn those giants. Why can't they, they win so much? They win so much. And then when it comes to the Dodgers, they just can't do it. They just can't do it, man. I'll tell you what. It's not fair. But anyways, we'll uh, we'll have some fun tonight, of course. But yeah, a lot of things to talk about that happened throughout the week. And I think one of the reasons why I titled this vodka streaming on the multiverse, because you know, there's been Spider-Man talk, Flash talk. Especially today. I mean, it was, and it was funny too because when it came to the Spider Man talk, it's rumors, of course, when it comes to what they're doing with their multiverse. And then you got the Flash, who, uh, you know, not really, I mean, I guess you could say it's just been, it's kind of cool that people that are working on it have been talking about it. So kind of the hype levels are, you know, they're there. It's hard not to be. I mean, I get it. Sometimes, you know, you just, you know, you go like, well, mm, with everything that's happened with Warner Brothers and, you know, with Ray Fisher and stuff like that, I know, like a lot of us, like trying to be super hyped about it, it was difficult. But, you know, when you have the VFX artists talking about uh, certain things, you know, you just kind of go, hmm, maybe there's something that's going on here. I don't know. But, I don't know. We'll see. But that's going to be, you know, of course, some of the topics we'll be talking about tonight. So, break the, mm, all right. So, but anyways, guys, hopefully that. Uh, the Grace interview. Yes, exactly. The Grace interview. Good old Grace. 
You're back on the wine. Yeah, it's my weakness too. During the week, I'm all about the red wine. So, you know, but when it comes to the weekend, after everything's all said and done, give me the hard stuff, please. Especially after today. What's up with Zach's sleeve at Netflix? You said sleeve. I don't know. Is that code for something? Sleeve? I was like, does he have a sleeve tattoo? It's not really a sleeve. He's got tattoos, but not really a sleeve. Okay, so. All right, let me go ahead and uh, get my guest in here. Someone who uh, I've been wanting to get on the vodka stream for a while because we've actually been chatting uh, through messages for quite a bit. And I was like, all right, one of these days I'm going to get this guy in here. And uh, it was actually supposed to happen a couple weeks ago, but then it was like Army of the Dead stuff. And then all of a sudden I got contacted that uh, Chelsea wanted to uh, drop by. And I was like, ah, so felt bad. Had to postpone it, but he's here tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and get him in here. Let me go ahead and set my tweet. All right. Yep, there it is. Okay. Has ruined the stream. Okay, let me do this. Set the tweet up. Not that, not that link. Make sure I got the light. I got too many things open up here. You know me. Too many things. All right, we're good. All right. Okay. I think that's all set up. Let me uh, make sure everything's good here. All that. All right. Let's bring in my guest. All right. We got Sam from Team JVS. What is up, sir? going on dave how's it going man been pretty good how you doing pretty good bro <laughs> okay um i i don't i, I didn't want to mispronounce your last name how do you say your last name it's legit no i'm just joking it's i like, was about to say <laughs> a lot of i wanted like, to say that was like sam legit, legit. <laughs> like that nah, sounds really cool but nah it's, it's just like it like what's going okay. on dude Cause I was like, I was gonna be like Leggett. I, I knew I was gonna like say I was gonna emphasize one of the letters wrong. So that was like, ah, oh, because I, I think I even like watching your videos. I'm like, you say it pretty quickly. And I'm like, I think it says like, <laughs> I think he says it like this. I'm like, I wasn't sure. So and I'm bad with names. Just ask anybody that's on here. But thanks okay. for joining, man. Yeah, it's my pleasure, dude. I've been waiting, man. <laughs> no, dude. That's the thing. Like I said, like I was telling everybody, it's like Sam and I have been talking for a while. Just you know, DMing. Yeah. Just I don't even know how long it's been. It's been uh, it's, it's been, been a years, dude. Yes, it's been like maybe since twenty eighteen, maybe could 20, be, could be 20, 20, 2017 or twenty eighteen. I think when we yeah. started, it was Zach's yeah. not related either way. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, no, it's been a bit, and uh, yeah, I think even probably even before uh, the vodka stream even started, and um, yeah, and yeah, man, I was just. I mean, it was, it's, it's always kind of funny how things progress because, you know, when I first started the vodka stream, it was just me just sipping on some vodka, talking for an hour. And then it turned into like this whole thing where it's like, now I want to bring in people, you know, and, uh, you know, whether it's somebody that's in a movie or whatever the hell, you know, try to do that. And then, but I, the main thing was like, we got people um, who have YouTube channels, of course, which uh, yeah. you're part of the uh, JVS team, which you guys should subscribe to. Which I'll pull up right here. Team JV. Not, did I say GVS? JVS. But uh, there it is right there. How long is the uh, how long is your channel? How long has your guys' channel been up? See, so I started doing reviews back in the day, like a long time ago when Smallville was on the air. So like wow. the back half of Smallville season 10 is when I started kind of doing like TV reviews. 
Then I think when, you know, uh, what was it? I think the Amazing Spider-Man dropped around like 2012. I kind of dabbled. But honestly, I didn't start getting serious about it until Man of Steel. Like, I think after Man of Steel in 2013, like, and just so many skewed perspectives on what was a good Superman film, it was like, oh, nah, bro, I got to talk more. Like, (laughs) this is the time. This is the time. And so since then, it's kind of just like progressively ramped up till now. Initially, it was just me. Now I kind of have like my own team and I've kind of, you know, progressed into more like the editor role and it's just crazy now. I don't, I don't know how I'd evolved this far, but. Yeah, because I, I noticed that, I mean, you get, you know, press screenings, press junk. I mean, you're getting a lot, you get a lot of uh, good stuff. I mean, even just looking at pictures you posted and who you're posting with and being at, you know, well, pre COVID, of course you were. <laughs> Yeah. Going like all over the place and taking pictures of people, and I'm like, damn, look at, look at Sam, look at Sam here, man. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it's 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 a crazy it's a crazy world, man. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I gotta commend you, dude. Like in 2020, even in spite of the pandemic, like you had some of the dopest people on your vodka stream, and just in general, <laughs> man. Like I was like, Dave is grinding out here. I was so. <laughs> I, honestly, I was like really like inspired by what you were doing, how you were grinding. And I was like, I've been, I've been watching you for a grip too. Like I watched some of your skits back in the day and like yeah. you and Chris and um, just seeing how your channel has evolved, man. Like I'm really impressed, bro. Like you, you've had some amazing people with you as well. So. I appreciate it. I know it's, it's, it's been pretty uh, crazy. I mean, ever since all of a sudden, you know, like somebody reached out and said, Hey, I want to help you to try to get some people. And I went, Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it was legit or not, because you just never know when somebody reaches out and just goes, Hey, you know, and then I was going, okay, let's see what happens. And then it is, I mean, it just kind of went from there. And then, you know, just with the whole, of course, the, you know, the, the Snyder fandom and all that. And then the fact that now literally Zack Snyder will just, I'll just show up and Hey, let's just shoot. The, I mean, it's surreal. It really is. Like I, I try to be, as you know, just hey, like it's you know, it's nothing, guys. It's nothing. I don't, I, I try not to like you know, it's just it's but it's just it is weird when I go back, like, like last week and I pulled the audio and I started listening. And I'm like, man, it's just crazy that Zack Snyder just freaking he just showed up, like you know, on a Friday night, just relaxed and talked about Army of the Dead for an hour and a half. It's like it's it's pretty cool, but yeah. that's that's what this was all about, just. Whoever wants to show up, hang out, have a drink. I don't know if you have a drink, drinking anything. I, so, okay, I'm going to say this. I have okay. not <laughs> drinking anything since college years, and okay. that is a long time ago. So this is Gatorade. So oh, cheers. right. Well, there you go. <laughs> you're, you're hydrating some electrolytes while I'm That's dehydrating right. and killing brain cells. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, you have like, uh, you have a, you have a, you have a baby uh, that you not not you just had, but you had you have like um a, an infant, I should say. <laughs> yeah, so got a wife, uh, yeah. got a two year old whose name is David, and nice. then actually next week I'm gonna be having my second yes. child. Saw so. the picture, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, man, I'm busy out here. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say. I mean, you got a whole family thing going, and trying to balance that out with doing all this, it's got to be uh. That's got to be uh, fun. I really, I should make a whole different channel just on the the journeys of having a full-time job, running a YouTube life, and then being a dad and a husband. Like, 
I really don't know how some people do it, honestly. But right, yeah. I mean, I, when I see it, I mean, because me, I'm like, I'm single. They got no kids, <laughs> and I'm still, and I'm still, and I, you know, because I do have a full time job, and then just yeah. trying to do all this, I'm like, I wouldn't even know how to balance this out if I had that part. Like, so when I when I see people that have families that have YouTube channels as well, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it. When do you sleep? That's my question. Like, when do you sleep? Man, I'll I'll answer that as best I can. So I get my son down for sleep. Like most of the time, that's my job. Yeah. Around like eight, eight thirty at the latest. So between eight and whatever time I can risk it, just just for the heck of it. <laughs> like I just sometimes I just don't sleep. Like sometimes I don't get like the sufficient amount of hours that you a human should get. Um, yeah. But I can't. I think my perspective is kind of like. If I really am passionate about this and this is really what I want to do, then I'm going to give as much time as I can to it as best I can and kind of in moderation. But it's hard. Like now, like um, I'm getting so many different screeners for stuff and things I have to see, TV shows and movies. It's just hard. Like back in the day when I started, it was kind of like I would do a review when I wanted to. Now it's kind of like you got like an embargo. You got a deadline. You got to have this show up. You got to have this movie up. And. It's kind of like I had to shift the priorities with a lot of different things now. And sometimes I just don't have time. Like yeah. sometimes I'm watching a whole series and I might not be able to do what I really want to do, which is like make other videos. But it's crazy. man. I, I, yeah, I don't <laughs> sleep. That's, yeah, I guess that's pretty answer. much it. Yeah. You, you drink and Gatorade. As long as you're getting your electrolytes, <laughs> you're, you're good. That's going to keep you up. That's going to keep you awake. No, but uh, no, no. I respect the shit out of that. I mean, I, I like I think we've even talked about even uh, in messages too, like screeners and stuff like that. I mean, I'm like, st- I'm starting to get into that more now. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing because, you know, I'm sure your emails are loaded up with just different things. And yeah, it's starting to happen like that with me too. And I'm like, and then just to try to get a screener and then you're trying to contact people. Hey, can I get one? Of and you just kind of try to, it's a weird, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting world. And I almost feel like anytime I send an email and I'm like, Hey, so can I get one? And I don't know how to like approach it or anything. And I'm just trying to build a relationship and yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a very interesting thing, but I, you know, I, I, I mean, obviously with you, you've gotten, uh, you've gotten those relationships and now do they just kind of go, Hey, we have this, we have this, or this new movies coming out. Here you go. Or do you actually still have to reach out and ask? So initially, um, before I joined any of like the critics associations or anything like that, like I had to just grind. Like I had to yeah. try to figure out what's the contact number. Who can I talk to to give me the contact number? Exactly. Who can I talk to about this series? Okay. Oh man. Apple TV plus is coming up. Let me try to see as soon as I can. Like, I'll do an interview for you because you, you're hoping for that notion of building, like you said, that networking relationship. Um, but I think now at this point, since I've joined like a couple different film critics associations, they're sending me stuff. Like they'll send me like, oh, okay, Amazon's like, here's all these different shows. Like, are you interested? Here's this maybe movie coming up. Are you interested? Um, but I think that to your point, like that's his own job. Like trying to email and trying to find the content trying to get to it is its own job. So I, I am literally the editor. So I had to get like other people. Like I had to get like my own team 
of other, you know, critics and reviewers that could help me because it's just way too much content. Like it's it's hard enough trying to find the time to kind of organize and delegate stuff. But I would say this, though, as soon as you can try to join like a film critics association, I think that there's a Hollywood you're in you're in uh, Cali, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a Hollywood Film Critics Association there. That I think it's up and coming. It's really moving. Join it because okay. as soon as they associate you with that, you won't have to do as much work. Like they will contact you based off an email, and your email will just blow up. Okay. Um, another thing that I did is I created my own domain, um, and so I have my own like legit like outlet email. And that kind of helps out with the accreditation style of stuff. Yeah. Um, so when you start joining like film film uh, film festivals or going to different con events, it's so much more easier um, because sometimes they just don't trust who you are from a Gmail, even though you probably got like all the, you know, circulation information they need or the analytics. It doesn't even matter to them unless you kind of have that. So I think those things will kind of help. Um and that's that's kind of what I've had to do uh, moving yeah. forward. But initially, it was really hard. It was the grind continuously. But now it's a little bit easier. But it's too much now. Like now, <laughs> it's like um, I'm a part of the uh, Critics Choice Association. And so when it gets to be like festival time or time for like all the different like voting and stuff like that, they ship stuff to me. And oh, wow. when I <laughs> I'll go outside my door and it's like, yo, wife's like. Hey, there's a whole bunch of boxes out here. What am I supposed to do with it? I'm like, I don't know. And I look at him like, oh my God, this is way too many movies. There's no way. Um, but yeah, like I think it's a good problem to have, but I think oh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It definitely is. I mean, I mean, that's I, I even like even with me when, when I'm looking at my emails and seeing it flooded and I'm trying to like reach out and getting rejected or rejected, or rejected, or something like that. It's like, well. At least they responded. It's a good, you know, it's just yeah. things like that. I mean, there's been so many times where I've reached out, reached out, reached out. And you just, you know, sometimes you won't hear anything. Sometimes you'll get something real quick. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just part of it. It's just, it's just really part of it. And um, yeah, I mean, luckily I do have like a, a guy that I, that helps me out with it. He'll, he'll be like, Hey, I got these contacts here. Here you go. Or all nice. I emailed so-and-so, but then sometimes it'll be like, last minute stuff like what was happening when i when i wanted you on a couple weeks ago and all of a sudden he goes hey somebody from army of the dead is down for coming on tonight i was like shit <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah that's why i hit you i was like sorry man we'll, we'll do it soon i was like Ugh. and uh yeah it was all good um but yeah it was just kind of like last minute things can happen too where it's just like oh yeah and i even was going uh does she want to come on earlier or for eight o'clock oh, eight o'clock's good i was like all right damn it because <laughs> i was kind of going maybe she'll want to come on like five o'clock we'll do like a pre-show thing and blah 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 but yeah it's uh it's definitely uh it's definitely a grind it definitely is but um it's fun though it definitely is fun you know watching reacting i mean you do a lot of reaction videos i mean uh, that's i i think reaction reacting re- reaction videos i mean they're not like the my strong site but they're almost like my favorite videos to do because I could just get to watch a trailer or something like that. I don't know if you yeah. feel the same way. There's something about it, right? Yeah. I, like I said, like the channel used to be a lot different. Like mm-hmm. I used to do reactions to everything, like yeah. The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and like trailers, well, of course. It's, it's big. I mean, it was big. I mean, some people, I mean, look at like the the real rejects for, 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 yeah. for you know, I mean, I had I had both of them on. 
And I mean, it's almost like, I mean, they, they found their niche, I guess you could say. I mean, I guess we all just have like our niches, like we're all not going to be like the same. You know, I think my niche was more, hey, just live stream and talk at her ass for an hour or four hours. <laughs> I think that's where I found my comfortable spot. Um, but I just but at the same time, I'm still going to do reaction videos because, you know, I just like watching trailers, whatever the hell. So you love you love to do it. And I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I love it. Like, yeah. I really do love reacting. But YouTube and I got to be real careful. Oh, my yeah. here. I know where you're YouTube blacklisted me oh, shit. Um, from the reactor community. Like Oops. most people back in the day associate me to be like a part of the reactor community because yeah. I technically was. Um, YouTube threatened to erase everything, like everything. Wow. No matter what I did, I, I got like really great editors. Like I spent hours on hours like editing things, keeping it condensed to the points that you need to like i perfected the craft like some some really good reactors out there i actually taught them what they're doing right now and um at a certain point it just was like they were like no like we will delete this we will delete that and it was just i was getting targeted so what i ended up having to do is i was like i have to let reactions go like i might do a reaction to a trailer here or there but i'll never do any more tv show reactions or anything to the love I used to anymore because this YouTube stopped me from doing it. And so That's I ended great. up be like, all right, I'm going to start to make, take it more seriously as a critic because I already know that, you know? And so to keep the, the channel afloat, I concentrated on buffing up, like, the, like I said, joining the film critics associations, going and meeting other people, doing interviews. And so the accreditation of the channel blew up on the outside, but the channel itself, as far as subscriber count diminished, like it just, it didn't go anywhere from the subscriber count. It, it has not gone anywhere, nowhere near that like it used to, because like the fan base that I had, they wanted to see the reaction and stuff like that. And so unfortunately I had to die to that, um, which yeah. sucks because I love yeah. it. I actually still do record reactions to stuff all the time. Yeah, every now and, and yeah. like nobody knows. Nobody so, knows. Like so at all. So did did was there like a reason? Like, I mean, like when that all happened. Because I know, like, with sometimes, I mean, react. I mean, I mean, one of the things that that sucks about doing reaction videos is like, yeah, immediately when you upload, all of a sudden you get an email and it's like copyright thing, blah blah blah. You know, depending on the studio, of course. But it, you know what? What I what's actually interesting about that too is like, this last week we had you know a few trailers that came out, um, and I think all I think it was Eternals, there was Old, and uh, Last Night at Soho. Usually, when it comes to Marvel Studios, they don't they they don't do shit. I think Marvel Studios realize, yep. hey, this is free promotion for us. Yep. You know, That's people love our trailers. Let it happen. But what happened this time was the music in the trailer. The that company came and said, "Hey, sorry." And then I went, "Okay, dispute as usual." But they went, they came back and said, "Nope, it's still valid." I'm like, "How you part of the okay?" Doesn't make sense. When I did my uh, last night in Soho uh, trailer reaction, they right off the bat blocked everywhere. <laughs> like what? Wow. I went, yeah. Wow. I was like, what the hell? I just okay. So I disputed it, and then it kind of came back where they relinquished it a little bit, where it was like, oh, it's only blocked in some countries, but we're still looking over your dispute and blah blah blah. It was, and it's still it's still in uh, escrow as they call it, and same with uh, the old 
trailer too. I mean, it's just, it's such a weird thing. Cause then you'll see people like, uh, I think, uh, Tyrone Magnus, he almost got his channel. I think he got like, he wasn't able to upload for like a week one time because of yeah. stuff that, you know, it was just, you just never know, you know, on my live shows, I'll play a video, just do a little commentary over it. And that's supposed to be like fair use. And then that'll get dinged. But then most of the yeah. time it'll get released. But man, I mean, it's just, it, it really is. A, it can be a struggle when it comes to reacting or comment commentating on like, a certain like video or something so yeah yeah it's 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 a dangerous territory um <laughs> i i can tell you i've seen the worst of it i i used to kind of go and um like you said like sometimes you can go and like dispute it sometimes you can go and like kind of just let the time lapse and it'll kind of recover um but i think that i've seen the worst case scenario of it and it just what was, was not what was, the, what was the worst case scenario if you don't mind me asking. um legal action oh, wow. um and wrongful legal action i should say because i was like this was for a video that was like four years ago <laughs> and they were like they continuously like hit me up with a strike for the same exact video Jesus. And I was like, if they can do that, they can do that with anything I have. Oh, like I, I, I knew there was uh, something I did. I think I reacted to like a small moment during like the Oscars, like 2017 or something like that. Uh, whatever time Chris Rock was doing his little spiel as uh, the commentary. Yeah. And like all I did was just a few seconds and they gave me a copyright strike for that. Wow. For just audio. I didn't even show anything. I just was like, yo, this is crazy. Chris Rock is going to go out and they just didn't care. And I think that there's really no real way to kind of fight it. Yeah. Um, and what I've ended up doing is like if there's something I really want to kind of do like a reaction to and I really want to kind of treat my subscribers to i'm like okay guys i'm gonna be doing a little bit more stuff on twitch i might kind of do like a live watch of that without showing anything you guys can kind of watch it there and we'll have fun with it there i just will not fool with it when it comes to youtube it's not worth losing my channel and i, I and i didn't even know even with ryan i don't know if you heard his video what two weeks ago with um the situation where he was getting hit um with these copyrights from stuff that he had already deleted. Yeah. He I deleted. saw that. I saw that video. And they still continue. I was like, no, bro, I ain't messing with YouTube, man. Like, Dude, I mean, YouTube, YouTube really needs to clean up that whole thing because it, uh, it, it has gotten ridiculous. And I understand that, you know, a lot of people do reaction videos and they, you know, they're constantly trying to like, you know, make sure everybody's doing it correctly. But yeah, there was even uh, the one time I got a copyright full on strike because most of the time when it's a reaction video or something like that, it's just, oh, it's not a strike. We're just, you're just not going to make, you know, you're just, it's monetized and it's going to the studio. It's mm -hmm. like, okay. Um, uh, but it was, uh, I think it was uh, Titans season two. They posted the trailer or the teaser trailer too early. So I was like, oh, they posted the new Titans trailer. And it was like legit posted on, I think it was on like, uh, I forgot exactly what Twitter, but it was like an absolute like authorized, checkmarked, everything. But they posted it too early. I reacted to it. Bam, copyright strike because yeah. it was not supposed to yeah. happen until tomorrow. I tried to fight it. Didn't didn't happen. And I was like, that, how was that my fault? Like they posted it like on like a legit, you know, social media platform 
I reacted to it, and but you guys were like, nope, it was not supposed to be out till tomorrow. So you got a ding. And so I was like, what the shit? It was so stupid. Yeah, anything from Warner Brothers, honestly, <laughs> yeah. just don't don't do it. I mean, this is not shade to Warner Brothers. I like, <laughs> no, you can throw me, some but, shade. But it's true. Like, it's fine. You can throw some like shade at Warner, Warner Brothers. Yeah, like at Warner Brothers. <laughs> if you do anything from the CW or HBO Max yeah. or a Warner Brothers film, like you can guarantee you're going to get a copyright or worse, no matter what. Like it's 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 inevitable. Um, I think the Mortal Kombat trailer, like it, like came out of nowhere early, and mm-hmm. uh, one of my good friends, uh, Jarrell's Alexandra, he was like, "Yo, is the Mortal Kombat trailer?" I was like, yeah, "It's out, but it ain't legally out. Don't do That's it." That's that. I was like, Dude, I was the same. The same thing with me. I, I think it, it like came out and it was like early, and I went, "I'm gonna wait because I'm not sure if that was supposed to be out." You know, I, I'm traumatized after I got that ding from the Titans trailer season two. I was like, "I, I don't know if that was supposed to show up right now." You know, so you have to, yeah, you do have to really pump the brakes on all that shit. I mean, I like I said, even Tyrone Magnus, he said, "Have a backup channel because you just never know." And I, I and I, yeah. it does make me nervous that one of these days, all of a sudden, it's just like I'm gonna wake up and just, it's just gonna be up. Oh, you got all these strikes, you're you're done, or you know, you you can't access your channel for a month or something like that. And you know, I, I always worry about that, but so far, it's you know. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, no wood around me, so I'm screwed. But, um, you know, it's just like I, I, I kind of worry about that. But, you know, yeah. what can you do? I mean, I, I try my best when I'm doing my live streams to not really do uh, anything too crazy when it comes to that. Uh, I try not to show stuff. And I, and, I, and I get that sometimes, you know, like even last week when, you know, it's the last couple of weeks, Zack Snyder's been doing a bunch of videos on other sites and I just kind of commented on some of the stuff that he said, and I, I would play the video a little bit. It's kind of funny because the Vanity Fair video, never, nothing, nothing at all. But the men's mm-hmm. health video, I played a little bit of it, boom. <laughs> you know, it's still, I'm still waiting for it to clear. It's like, what the shit? Like, I, I literally was just like, I showed probably about, I don't know, 42 seconds, and I was commentating over it, talking about things, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, What's, come on, dumb. guys. Yeah, it's an interview, bro. Yeah, essentially, you know, but it's just, but you know, what what can you do? I mean, um, but um, what I wanted to ask you too is like, uh, I mean, you do some, you do a little bit of live streaming too. You said like like live watches stuff like that. Is that is that something like maybe you'll end up like progressing to like more, or is it just like strictly right now? It's just reviewing kind of things. So I want to, yeah. I really want to um, use Twitch as kind of like a conduit to do like the expressive reactions. Like I really want to, especially for like shows that I love. Like I looked yeah. at a, a show on Netflix called Castlevania. Oh yeah. I binged that whole thing from season one all the way to season four. It was amazing. I was oh, yeah. like, man, I, I would it. love to have yeah. watch your last review. You said 10 out of 10. Yeah. Dude, I, it was so good. And I, I really would love up. to kind of do like a, little watch party like that. Um, but I, I'm still a little hesitant about it because one, you know, I have to make time to kind of make sure I edit it right, make sure the audio isn't bleeding over because I don't want to have any problems there. Um, I think that progressively on my Twitch, I might lean to that. But right now, I, I'll say this, and this is kind of hard to say. When it comes to uh, a lot of the uh, studios and stuff like that, 
and they start asking about like your circulation, like the amount of reviews you have, what is your archive of reviews? So if I go to like, you know, San Diego Comic-Con or if I go to a film festival, they're going to want like an archive of how many reviews I've done. And so it's kind of like if I have like a whole bunch of reactions <laughs> to random shows or trailers and stuff like that without showing just a consistent amount of reviews, you know, it, it's perception, unfortunately. Mm. And so it's kind of like YouTube has kind of been like, OK, this is the visual aesthetic that this is a review channel, not just yeah. a reaction channel. And I've kind of had to change it to that. I, I did create another channel. But I don't have the amount of time to kind of hold it up, just like the same situation when it comes to Twitch. So it's like if I did start doing the Twitch or if I did start doing reactions on a different channel, I'd honestly have to get I'd have to hire a whole different person to do it. Like, There's <laughs> no way for me to kind of hold up everything as the editor and then establish a whole nother, you know. But I want to. I really yeah. I really do love it. And I do have a lot of fun with it. And I know my subscribers miss it. I did set up like a Patreon yeah. Um, and I kind of started doing like exclusive reactions up there, but I couldn't hold it up. And then I really wanted to kind of like advocate for one of my good friends, Jarrell's Alexandria, because he decided to do YouTube full time. He quit his job and everything. And I was kind of like, I told my patrons, I was like, you guys go to him. Like he's only doing like an, a dollar, you know, per whatever. And he's giving you guys great content. Go to him. And so I kind of was like, you know what, like, I'd rather that money go towards him either way. You, you know, I, I came across him and it was funny because I think uh, I came across one of his reaction videos and mm -hmm. then uh, I clicked on his channel because I'll, I'll do that when I come across somebody new. I'll click on the channel and be like, whatever. And then I saw the thumbnail and the video said, I quit my job. And I went, yeah. huh. You know, so I was I was intrigued because anybody mm -hmm. who says they quit their job and they, they're going to exclusively do YouTube. I'm like, huh, how, how, man? I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that scares yeah. the shit out of me. As much as I would love to do that. And there's been many times where I'm like, damn, I just want to just quit my fucking job and just go, you know, hit it full force. And then there was like a moment too, where I was in between jobs um, uh, for like the month of probably March pretty much. And yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. I hit it. It was a weird thing where it's just like, all right, this is it. This is all my stuff. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's very hard to sustain, like to try to be yeah. like, hey, I can't. Yeah. You know, how am I? Yes. The month of March, because with Zack Snyder's Justice League coming out and everything and uh, just pumping out videos and live streams and blah, blah, blah. It 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 worked for the most part because there was so much to talk about when it came to that. But then it's like, all right, well, then next month, what? You know, is it going to be just that? And then, of course, I mean, no matter what, I mean, I mean, that's just one of the things that we ha we face is. You know, because a lot of people would come to me about Snyder Cut stuff or, you know, Batman stuff, whatever the hell you want to talk about. And then sometimes it's like, all right, yeah, I got my dedicated fans, which uh, are the people that are watching right now. Hold on one second. Oh, oh, oh. Watch out. Technical difficulties, people. <laughs> Cheers. Who's you guys out there? Yeah. Alex, you know about those DMCA strikes, man. Jeez. Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. It happens. Don't worry, man. Yeah, I know uh, Alex Lobo out there. He knows about that. He knows about uh, it. Just it's something that YouTube needs to fix. That's for sure. Hmm. That's for damn sure. It's all good. Take your time, there, Sam. Just drink. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. We are there for yeah. 
Yeah, I know. That's what I was talking about. It's like, yeah, I mean, you have your dedicated fans, but of course, you know, you have like this whole other audience you tap into. I can hear you. (laughs) Yeah, I could hear you. But no, we have like dedicated fans. And then, but you know, sometimes, you know, like I said, the month of March, everybody was going, what's going on with this thing? And even like before that, pretty much, pretty much like the beginning of the year to now to, to like, end of March was just like, everybody was going, Oh, this guy apparently knows that. So yeah. So then when it came to April, there was a little bit of a drop off and that's where you have to kind of just evolve guys. If you're ever thinking about, you know, doing the YouTube thing, it's, it's all about evolving. I mean, I evolved into live streaming and I've realized like, all right, that's where I kind of fit better. You know, it's like, that's, that's where you hear me. You good. I got you. Yeah. You okay. Did. We're back. What were we talking about? I was just waxing off like about, <laughs> no, but it's true though. It's like, you have to, uh, you have to just evolve when it comes to certain things. Like, uh, you know, when I started doing the live streaming thing, I was like, you know what, let's just do it. I was doing it only, I was just doing the vodka stream at one point, And then I went, you know what, I'm going to do like a weekly show. But then I went, uh, maybe not every day. That's just going to be yeah. crazy. So I was like Monday through Wednesday, just do something. Uh, because usually Thursdays I go through movies, you know, the first showing or whatever. Um, and then it was just kind of, you know, just went from there and yeah, it, it, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it could get pretty grueling. I mean, I'm surprised there's times where I go, I'm not going to do a show, not going to do it. And then an hour before I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it just because it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun. You know, you can have a bad day and just be tired but then all of a sudden you kind of go, ah, but this is what I like to do. And, you know, it just kind of, yeah. it, it reinvigorates you a little bit. So I'm sure you felt like that too, or like a, a video or something. You're like, ah, I don't want to, ah, I should. You, 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 yeah. you, you argue with yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All, all, a lot of the time I just, as a dad, I just don't have it in me. Like yeah. there's times I come down to this little studio and I just be like, uh, I need to go and do this review and record it. I got three reviews backed up. Oh man, I need to get prepared for this interview. I got such and uh-huh. such day. Uh, and I just don't feel like doing it. And what I'll do is it's kind of like a little ritual. I'll go sit on a little couch in the basement, <laughs> like look at, I don't know, like look at some Rick and Morty or something like that. Get myself yes. excited enough, get something to kind of invigorate me. And then it's like, okay, Let's do this. Like, even if I don't do, but just a little bit, let me do as best I can. And I, I agree. And I think one thing I'll say about your vodka stream, dude, like, I think that this could honestly be something really big. Like, I, I am very confident, and I shouldn't say this, but within five to 10 me, years, within five to 10 years, this is going to be something that will be able to sustain you without well, you having to work, bro. I, I really do feel like you're growing. Not just in mass, but in status. Like people yeah. know that this is a great place to go and watch. Like I've been like again, our time difference is crazy. Like I'm at eleven forty-four. Yeah, and I've been on this thing at like two o'clock at night watching you guys just like riff off about random stuff, and I'm loving it. Like no, and yeah. I'm half sleep. So yeah. no, I mean, like like I said, it just really evolved into something, and I mean, I love I. I, you know, and I, and someone once even told me when I was like, oh, man, and it just kind of went, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was kind of hoping is like, um, I won't I won't name names, <clears throat> um, but um, 
he pretty much said like he's all you know what i like your show is because it's like like joe rogan like the joe rogan experience it's relaxed you guys are yeah. just having conversations there's no pressure and uh you know that's why i was like yes that's what i kind of wanted to create i'm like come in have a drink but you don't have to literally drink if you don't want to and i think like sometimes sometimes though having it called the vodka stream which it just kind of just went that way because i was always sipping vodka and then somebody named it that i think it was somebody that didn't even like me <laughs> he was like yeah yeah what are you gonna like start talking about this on your vodka stream and i was like that's a good name you know so it just kind of evolved to that and i think like you know what's funny is is like sometimes when i've reached out to people and i kind of go like uh when i talk about the show or or my my guy when he does that and when he reaches out i almost want to i almost think like oh man what if they get the wrong impression of like oh this is a show where we drink we drink we drink and some people yeah. you know are sober i've actually gotten that response from someone's pr person like oh so and so is sober and uh and i went oh shit i'm like well they don't have to drink it's not a necessity they could drink water for all i care it's just a yeah. chill conversation it's not like i'm sitting here taking shots and blah 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 i'm just sipping on something you know and whatever and like you know the interview part of it is is fine and then, but then at the, so it's funny too because at the same time there's sometimes where i do pre-recorded interviews like i did with connie nielsen um and it was like literally 11 a.m my time and i wasn't sure because it was 9 p.m. her time because she was over in I forgot exactly where. So she was literally eight hours or 10 hours ahead, wherever the hell it was. And I'm like, I don't know if you're drinking anything. And she goes, well, I have wine. I'm like, all right. So I poured some vodka at 11 o'clock in the morning just because I was like, all right, let's do this. But you just never know with people. And I, I almost yeah. but at the same time, it's still been pretty good when it comes to, you know, you know, people just chilling sometimes. Yeah, they'll just say, like, I'm not drinking. That's fine. It's totally fine, yeah. but I appreciate those kind words. And uh, yeah, I mean, I hope it's when it comes to just, you know, inviting in friends and then anybody who has been on, usually like I always like to feature somebody on. And then after that, the door is always open. Like after this, if you're ever just like chilling on a Friday, I'll send you a link. You just join the conversation. It's always just a lot of fun. That's usually what I try to do when it comes to this, when it comes to the panel portion of this, which of course, you know, we'll start inviting some people. And, you know, when it comes to the guests, I mean, I, like I said, three hours ahead, you're three hours ahead. You have a, you have a two-year-old, you know, you have a wife. I get it. If you have to leave at any time, that's what I always say too. leave at any time. There's no hard feelings. Like I said, it's like, you just came, you're hanging out. We're talking. That's pretty much what it is. So. No, yeah. The good thing I say about tonight is uh, I spent time with wifey and <laughs> I got a little good nap right before I go. got in here. So there you I woke go. Up you <laughs> 30 minutes ahead of time, got on the computer and I was ready to go. So, I mean, nah, but I mean, I think that's the other thing. Whenever you get married or whatever, I think that from a communication standpoint, just as long as you let her know, yeah, you'll, you'll be good. I mean, sometimes it won't work. Sometimes like, no, I need your time. This is my time. I need you to take care of your son. This is our son. But I get it. Most of the time, you know, it, it'll work out when it's kind of communicated, but, but yeah, dude, I, I think that that's good. One thing I would say, if there's somebody that is, you know, kind of recovering and they're trying to stay sober, maybe just kind of like, will it help you out for me not to show any of the alcohol or whatever, whatever, whatever kind of gets to help communicate that. I think that that way the PR people, they'll be like, OK, that's really respectful. I really appreciate you doing that. I'll let yeah. them know or whatever, you know, like whatever you got to say yeah. to continue it. In yeah. Relationship. I think I think. uh 
after when I got that response, like so-and-so is sober, I went, oh shit, maybe when I send my emails out, I should probably mention like, it's not a necessity, you know, because yeah. before it was just like, yeah, usually it's just relaxed. I, you know, come in, pour a drink, let's have a discussion. But I never like emphasize that that's not a necessity. So after I got that response, I went, all right, anytime I reach out, I'm like, you can drink water. You don't have to drink anything. You just, that's, you know, it's fine. So I emphasize like, it's not a necessity. It's just, you know, it's not a thing. And so I think, yeah, it was just, it was one of those learning process things. And uh, thank you, Mike G for the, uh, for the super chat Friday night with film junkie would be uh, good for square. Yes. Why? Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's right. Let's see. Uh, then your panel with the boys could be the yeah. Well, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying there. Like how? Well, that's what I kind of like did. Like a whole. I started doing like the pregame show where I'd be, if I if somebody couldn't make the eight o'clock hour, it's like all right. I I'll, let's do it at five o'clock. We'll just talk. It'll just be a live stream. Nothing too crazy. And uh, that's where I kind of started doing that because it started getting crazy after, you know, coming towards Zack Snyder's Justice League. All of a sudden it was like, oh, well, you can get Harry Lennox. You can get, you know, Fabian Wagner. You know, all these people were lining up, but they were either pre-recorded or they couldn't make, of course, the eight o'clock thing. So it was like, all right, let me do this pregame show where it's like it's not, you know, really anything like that. It's just strictly let's just have a conversation. Then later on. You know, when the when the when the boys come on, uh, we can have uh, some some good stuff. But uh, right now, what is uh, so um, obviously we got a lot of content out there, like you've talked about. What is uh, some of your favorite stuff that's been um, that you've watched recently, like stuff that stand out that's standing out for you and that you've reviewed maybe or whatever? Yeah, I would say from a show standpoint that surprised me on the CW is Superman and Lois. Dude. I haven't watched the oh new episodes. I haven't watched the new episodes, but I've been enjoying it. Like the previous, yeah. I, I, I think there's like been two new episodes, right? Because they took a little hiatus, right? Yeah, it took a good grip hiatus, and then I yeah, think like a month like and a half. Girl in the in the in the cut because they had like a mid season finale or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it has been freaking amazing, dude. And they did something on the last episode. Please, nobody in the chat spoil it for Dave. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't spoil it for me. It. It was one of the best twists that I think CW has ever done for any character. And the show is just so good quality. Like, it's shot well, it's acted well, and it feels disconnected from the Arrowverse, which is a surprise. Probably a good um, And I, I'm just kind of, like, really uh, over the world with it. I really loved it. Um, as far as movies are concerned, A Quiet Place 2 oh, really dude. impressed me. I saw that. So I hadn't been in the theater since, man, what was the last time? I think I saw The Gentleman. I screened that back, I don't know when. That was like, I hadn't been to the theater since. January of 2020, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, look, we're not going to send you a screener link for this movie. You're going to have to see it in the theaters. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm vaccinated. Let me get my yeah. get my face shield, get my mask, yeah. get some gloves. You're good. Got in the theater with uh, one of my teammates, Lucas. And, you know, as soon as it it put us in the, uh, the Dolby Theater, and, like, I was in love. I was like, I've missed this experience oh, so much. Um, I had a hard time reviewing it, though, because I was like, I don't want to – 
pressure anybody to go back to the theater if they don't feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. But this is an atmospheric type of it movie. really like, is. This is this is this is something you have to see in the theaters to really truly appreciate. Even though I think in 45 days it'll be on um Paramount Plus either way. Yeah. But dude, I love that movie. That was so good. Dude, like man, I mean I, I feel you like it is one of those I remember watching the first one. It is funny how like uh, the polar, almost the polar opposites of like watching the first one and then watching this one. The first one, I remember I was, I mean, it was a sold out theater. Me and my friend, we're just in the, and, you know, obviously we know how the movie starts. It's very quiet. So like for the first 20 minutes, you're, you know, you're watching what's going on as well as you're hearing people going, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just, <laughs> you know, you're hearing all these sounds because it's quiet. This one, I mean, yeah, it does have those moments of like silence. Maybe not as much as like the first one, where yeah. I think I think what Krasinski was trying to like emphasize is like, hey, this family survived, and this is how they survived by doing this. That's why like the first twenty minutes you don't hear anything. But of course, anything. it's a little different with this one because they do, and there's no spoilers here because you saw it in the trailer. They do do the day one thing, and obviously it's not going to be silent there. But there are moments where yes. There are some silent moments, but man, I tell you what, watching this movie, I mean, I was, there was times where I was going, uh, eh, you know, <laughs> like edge of my seat, just kind of going like, oh, was something going to happen? And yeah, I really, I, but I have to ask you, do you think it's better than the first one? Personally, I, I feel like it's just a continuation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I feel like they are, they're on the opposite side of the spectrum but they're equally on the same level like it's kind of like if i started the first one and just continued to watch i was like yo it's one big movie it's one big movie yeah yeah Yeah. and so it's kind of like i rated this really high i think i rated it like a 9.5 or a 9 out of 10 like it was near perfect i didn't have any issue with it is it very different than the first one it is because like you said like the first one it was kind of like you know it was just them trying to survive in that consolidated area now you got an expansive world that yeah. is being flushed out. And, bro, I don't know about you, but that opening. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I was like, because they, they set me up. They set me yeah. up. Because I was like, oh, okay, this is really nice. This is really cute. You know? And then they just were like, nah, I'm going to just break your whole world right now. You're going to have to deal with it. Dude. It was so amazing. Such an oh, amazing dude. opening. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, Like I said, the first one was all about the family and surviving and you know they obviously were going we're not going to show the creatures that much it's going to be a, a mystery it's going to be an absolute mystery then you know in the final act that's when we're really going to show these creatures which yeah that's what you're supposed to do in a movie like this i mean mm-hmm. perfectly executed and then with this this one obviously it's like <laughs> all right we already know what these these assholes look like so we're just going to show them to you but now how do you build more tension and somehow krasinski yep. Jesus Christ. I mean, there's so many times where I'm like, what the fuck, dude, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, when is the, ah, oh, there it is. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. And all of a sudden, I mean, it, I mean, the way that it just ends too, or, I mean, I even said it in my, well, I haven't said it in my review, but I mean, it really just kind of goes like, it just, and you're like, wait, I need more. I need more. What? I yep. need more. Yep. I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's a good filmmaker right there where he literally goes, all right, that's what I'm going to give you right there. Do you want more? And everybody's going, yes, yes please. Please give us more. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> but I think I think what the struggle with the next one is going to be is like I mean these kids ain't getting any younger. I mean, I mean at the time between, mm. yeah, that's what I've always wondered. Though, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna say this without spoiling anything. Good. They could easily go into a third one and just do a time jump. Yeah, and We're gonna have honestly, to. uh, I think it'll be fine. I think either way, even if they kind of just kind of continued it. You know, at this point, now you're expanding out the world, you know. Yeah, they, I think they'll be, he, he's going to be fine. I think that he yeah. set it up I think, perfectly yeah. for Sam Dunn at this point. Yeah, because, I mean, if, I mean, if they take place, if it takes place like right after, I mean, that that's going to be a little struggle because obviously this movie was supposed to come out last year. So we have yep. another year in between. So these kids, are, I mean, I, I think I even made the joke, like, I mean, the son – when you know, in this one, when he's screaming, you hear the puberty squeaks a little bit. I mean, you hear, yeah, you know, it's like his voice was starting to drop. You could see that he was like, he's not quite as young as he was uh, in that first one. But so that's that's the only struggle. That's that's what I always wonder about with Shazam. I'm like, how are you going to pull that off, David F. Sandberg? I mean, I don't know. How yeah, they, they, they got to de-age like those kids. Like, what was it It Chapter Two? They de-aged yeah. the kids. Yeah. And it, it was like, it, it kind of worked, but it kind of didn't. You know, it was kind of like you noticed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, okay. So you got Quiet Place 2. And then when it comes to shows, like, uh, like what recently have you like been, like, what was oh, something what that I was in love with? Uh, it was Invincible for sure. So like tonight I was kind of like, normally me and wifey every Friday night, we try to look at like a movie or a show or something like that. Yeah. And I was kind of like, man, she still ain't finished Invincible yet. How dare she? She needs to finish this. Like, she we got to continue this. So, but no, I, I thought that that was amazing. Like, that, everything from episode one to the how that ended, <laughs> just yeah. off the first episode, it set the bar for the whole season. Oh, it did. Like, you know, I, I remember because everybody was talking about it and I didn't quite jump on board yet but i was like hearing from people like you got to watch invincible i'm like all right i'll get there and then when i knew the season finale was going to be happening all right i'm like okay it was like a thursday i wasn't doing any live streams or anything and i went okay i'm just gonna put on the first episode and let's let's see and i remember just watching going okay i i see where this is okay this is cool but it seemed it seemed very generic like okay this is the way yeah okay he's the son of a superhero he's getting his powers um, I could see a little bit of like kick-ass vibe in here a little bit, you know, and I'm like, all right, but why is everybody raving about this? I'm not, I wasn't quite, I was almost disappointed, but then that last scene in the first episode, I went, oh, yeah, that's what this whole thing's about. Yeah. I got it. And then the next episode was crazier Then the next episode was crazy. I'm like, okay. Yeah way to set me up you guys were like going okay this is a oh yeah this is just you're run by the run by the numbers of a fucking a kid who's just learning his superpowers and then all of a sudden it was like oh here's the twist though <laughs> i was like oh shit <laughs> and then i watched the entire freaking season that night i couldn't stop wow. could not stop it was so good so i'm yeah. with you yeah that that final episode man oh, it was pulverizing dude like i Dude. <laughs> I, I, really, I I reacted to that that episode. I wish you guys could see my reaction to it. Dude, I wish they got to the train sequence. Oh my god! Just like I mean, 
I mean, yeah, we don't have to worry about spoilers. It's been out for a bit, guys. But yeah, when when he holds him and then just the train just comes through and everybody's just everybody's just like freaking blowing up. At, oh my god, it was like what the oh my god. It was. I mean, imagine sick. something like that in live action. Holy shit. You, you know, it's hard. I, I've been going back and forth with it because I think that Kirkman was talking like, you know, we're still thinking about doing like a live action movie series. And I was like, OK, oh, cool. But Good it's luck. like the more the more this is building out, I'm like, there's certain things with animation that you just can't do live action yeah, I know. without compromising something, you know, and I, that's one of those shows. I don't know, man. Like they've done it so well. It's, I don't know. It, it, no, no, it's it, it's difficult. I mean, look when they try to, you know, when they try to take an, a classic anime and they try to make it live action, does oh, it ever goodness. really feel it like loses? It loses something. I mean, you're ghost in the shell. You're, you know, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, regardless of what people felt about the casting of Scarlett Johansson, uh, it still felt like because I remember watching that anime and just, I mean, there's something about anime. There's a tone, there's an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. That I think the first Matrix, well, even maybe the Matrix trilogy, try captured maybe the best. I don't know. There's probably other movies that are a good example too, but I always go back to the Matrix because, I mean, the Wachowskis always talked about how anime was always like a you know an inspiration, an inspiration. when it came to uh, yeah, yeah, like some of the stuff. But I think they kind of <laughs> caught a little bit of that anime tone, but it's very difficult to try to catch. There's just something about that tone and aesthetic in anime. Mm-hmm that you just can't capture on film. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting for the filmmaker to just really, a uh, filmmaker just come out of nowhere to just do it. I mean, you had Robert Rodriguez really capture that. Then when, when he did Sin City, that blew everybody's mind because it was like, holy shit. I mean, he literally just added 3D to just like a comic book strip that was in black and white. How did he do yep. that? You yep. know? So you just never know, like, what filmmaker is going to come along and just go, hey, Guess what? Yeah, and then you got Alita. I mean, I mean, Robert Rodriguez is so underrated, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was about like, to really say like, like Alita. Honestly, is the best like yeah. translation, and I don't say that lightly because I I was like, well, let me see how well this actually is because I went back and I looked at like the little OVA and to see how well they did it, and I was like, this is shot for shot so good, and I. I was really surprised by it, but I'm gonna say this: there's okay. one filmmaker that I believe has the visual prowess right, and it, is just it that man to do it. And I'm talking about Zack Snyder. I oh, want to ah! see Zack Snyder do a freaking anime. I don't care if it's Dragon Ball Z. I don't care what it is. Fucking hard fact. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's a visual yeah. genius, bro. Yeah. Like he understands translation better than anybody. Um, you know, regardless of story, regardless of you know decisions, like he is a visual filmmaking genius, and I think that he would be the best person to do it. And what they could do, even if it's like Dragon Ball Z, they could take the you know the writers and the people that are working on like the manga partner with him, come up with a, a good story, and just let him go for it. Let him storyboard it out. He storyboards so well, and they just kind of riff and just go with it. I, I think that Zach would be the perfect director of any anime. 
any anime. I don't care if it's Final Fantasy or whatever, whatever it is. He'll, Ooh, he'll that master Final Fantasy. I still remember that Final Fantasy movie that came out like in the early two thousands. That was all CGI. I actually really enjoyed that movie. I forgot what it was oh, what the yeah. yeah. Remember that movie? Wait, which one? Which one? It, it was about, Final um, Fantasy. It was like a. It was actually oh, a Advent Children. Advent yeah. Children. Yeah, is that what it was called? What was it called? Advent Children. Um, I thought there was something else. Hold up. All right, all right. Because I remember there was like some kind of, it was full on CGI. It was in the movie theaters. It was full. And I, the only (laughs) record, the only reason why I knew about Final Fantasy is because I would watch my brother play. And, you know, but I never really was into Final Fantasy. I don't think it wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. There was like, there was like a full on, no, it wasn't that. It was full like CGI. Like and it was Spirits Within? Spirits Within? Is that what it was called? There it is. That's it right there. There you go. He's, he's got it. He's got it. Yeah, so um if you haven't seen this one, um Final Fantasy 15, um oh man, Kingsglaive, this yeah. is amazing you okay. your jaw will drop um how amazing this actually looks from a cg standpoint um but yeah spirit within was really good from a visual standpoint it it looked it looked eye-popping like i did like it but yeah I, and see, for early, I mean for fully uh full cgi in early 2000s man i mean that was really good and then you know you got stuff like the animatrix i was all about that like the animatrix yes. like, uh, but see, I was I'm never I'm not like a big anime guy, but there's always <laughs> like I said, there's always just something about the, the aesthetic and tone that I always wish could be translated somehow to film, and it's it's very difficult. But um, yeah, man, but, somebody in the chat, I'll give a shout out to Leo Attack on Titan. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. I, I, did. I would say Zach might be able to pull that off. You might be right because I did. Um, watch, I have watched Attack on Titan, and, and I never was like a big, you know, anything when it came to the anime. But when I, but I, I remember going, okay, Attack of the Titans. Okay, I, I, I understand the story, and then I remember watching like clips of like the anime and stuff like that. Then I watched that movie, and I went, huh, they did a pretty good job of trying to translate that into an actual live film, and I went. How how is this? It didn't seem like it was that as popular as it should have been to me because like the anime is so everybody's so popular, right? Mm-hmm. But so but I, get the movie. There, this hard. So I'm a big anime fan. Like I literally, uh, I'll show you this stupid list that I've made. I haven't even reviewed any of this crap. This is anime that I've watched just in 2020. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, And I actually can scroll down a little bit more. Um, (laughs) And when it comes to like, you know, the Japanese live action translation, sometimes it works. Like there's a really good Full Metal Alchemist, like visual representation. But then it just comes off a little too campy or a little too cheesy or the dub is wrong. And there's never been that good action based anime translation um, from a live action standpoint. And I think that that's been a part of the issue from us on, on the U S side. We kind of look at like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we haven't got anything to just eye popping for both sides, not just in Japan or in Asia, but on both sides. And I think that eventually it's going to happen. Like some director is really going to go for it. Like, I don't know if you've seen uh, the anime called Demon Slayer. 
I've heard of it, but I, and did they just recently had a movie that just came out, right? That movie crushed it. Oh yeah, like, from a box oh, office standpoint, dude. in China, then yeah. over here. It's amazing. Like anytime that <laughs> when when one of those movies comes out, it's never talked about here in you know in the United States. But then you look at the box office, you go like, "Holy shit! Look at look at this movie killed internationally." Yep. And it, it, yeah, it's just it, you always see that on the box when you, know, you do a box office spray. You're like, "What is this movie?" Oh yeah, of course, it's an anime movie. I'm sure it's yeah. magnificent, and nobody really talks about that. I mean, obviously, you know, when I look at my timeline, there's people that talk about it, but it never gets like that general audience here. It just never really does, and it's it's yeah. weird because it's just yeah. it's it's an art form. It really is. It is. And, yeah, it's something. I mean, and I think. It, that- We've been us in the U.S. We've really been, especially you know, our generation. We've been conditioned to love two D animation in general. We yeah. we really do appreciate it. Like my kids, they got no CGI characters all over the place. That's it. That's all they're gonna know. But <laughs> yeah. I appreciate two D animation and what that art form was. What Disney Studios did. What all these other studios did. And it's kind of like the best translation for that is anime. Like a lot of great anime films that have come out over recent years have been that amazing visual spectacle that we used to love, but just more on an adult scale. And I think that that's why anime has been like really growing with a lot of people because they're like, man, this looks so beautiful. The stories are so captivating. And, you know, the more you get into it, the more you deeper like, oh, man, this is just told better. Like stories are better. Like the visuals are better. The action is better. Um, and I think that that's what is birthing a lot of these anime fans more and more as time goes on. Um, I was going to mention one that I think that you should watch, but I don't know. It might make you cry, dude. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I don't mind crying. It's been a while. <laughs> so, so there's a movie that I looked at on Netflix three nights ago. Okay. It's called um, A Silent Voice. Okay. And brief synopsis is that it starts off with this little girl and this little boy a little boy he's kind of like the popular kid or whatever but he's kind of like the troublemaker like he just likes doing stupid stuff and this little girl just kind of comes into his class and she's deaf and he just is like why is she talking so funny like i don't got time for this like everybody made a big deal out of it and he just bullied her bullied her to the point that it just became a really big problem And then it translates to present day and he's deciding to kill himself, basically. Like he's like and you kind of figuring like, how did he get from this point to this point? And the movie kind of shows you what happened to him post whatever he did to this little girl. And it's it's amazing, dude. It it tells you a lot about humanity and and life and it's dark. A silent voice that we said. A silent voice. A silent voice. It's, it's dark, dude. Though I'm not going. <laughs> no, no, no. I like dark. I mean, I, I mean, I, obviously, have you watched Love, Death, Robots? So I actually have those lined up to you need push to out watch. reviews for every single episode. I've I, I finished it. I've finished okay. the whole second season. Yeah, I just dude. am waiting to push out my reviews for them, and Man. I love that. Oh yeah, I love that, dude. That 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 Christmas episode. <laughs> Dude, I remember just going, okay, I, I remember seeing the trailer and going, okay, there's some kind of Christmas episode. I don't know what they're <laughs> going to do with that. And then when it finally showed up, it went, 
Oh, that's what I was like. Holy shit. And I'm not, I mean, it's still, it's still a little too fresh where I don't even want to like uh, say exactly what happens, but let's just say Santa Claus ain't who you think he actually is. And these nah. kids that, you know, catch this Santa Claus, you know, it's, it's, just, I mean, I, that's what I love about that, that, that series though, is like, it doesn't have to be like a, a half hour, an hour long um, episode. I mean, sometimes they're 10 minutes. Yep. It, it gets to the point. And it shocks you and you just go, <laughs> you're like, who the hell fought that up? Because yep. it's specifically that episode where I was going, I mean, somebody had a, I don't know, that's a, that's just a fucking nightmare, but <laughs> also not at the same time. It was, yep. holy Lord, man. I mean, it just, yeah. I mean, that, it took so, me, I didn't jump onto that series right away either until, I mean, Steven, who shows up, he goes, dude, you need to watch that. And I went, okay. And I binged it one <laughs> night and I went, yeah, you're right. I mean, God damn. This was like, I mean, I thought it was kind of like Black Mirror on acid almost. Like with some episode, it was just like, it had a Black Mirror vibe because sometimes it was technology and stuff like that. And it just took it to the next level because it was animation mainly in some of that CGI too with those episodes look just phenomenal. Yeah, the the one with the Asian girl who was the dancer, oh. that felt like a Black Mirror episode. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. That whole like, time loop, that whole loop thing where it was just like... Yeah, what you, I was like, like... Yeah, because it's funny because when that episode starts, you go, <laughs> okay. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, wait a minute. I know where this is leading. And then all of a sudden yep. it'll throw another twist at you where you go, well, there you go. There's that other twist that, yeah. Because you kind of go, is it going to just loop and just be the same? Or are they, ah, there it is. They, they yep. freaking turn it on you and you go, oh, okay. There it is. Yeah. yeah. The, and even the that only problem I had with, with that show, honestly, is that some of those episodes I want to be serious. Like yeah. the one with uh, the guy who you think is just a normal farmer, yeah. but he's got a mech, yep. and like they're trying to fight off these like aliens. They're basically insects. in like this like globe of like, hey, we're secure here, but there's aliens that are trying to get us on the outside. Yep. Yes, I was like, I need that to be a series. Dude. And then the guy, uh, what was the one? The guy that had a, uh, he was an immortal, basically. Oh um, yeah. Where he was like he, he basically became the perfect creature or whatever the hell like that and yeah yep. I, I forgot what that one was called but yeah I know what yeah, you're talking some, about yeah some, some of those need to be series and I, I'm pissed that I'll never get those ever <laughs> that's, that's the problem well, that it's I got funny because they're they're based on short stories and you kind of just go like how how has it not anybody tapped some of these short stories right. to be like full length features or something like that. Because like yeah. you said, that one, even the animation style on that one was kind of like, it was kind of like, Oh, Saturday morning, cartoony kind of animation. But then all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, they're, they're going to get in these mech fucking, you know, robots and fight <laughs> off aliens that are trying to storm their world. And it doesn't turn out that great for some of them, you know? And it's just, I mean, that's what I like about it, too, is the fact that the animation style changes. It's not always the same. And you kind of go, okay, what, what's this one going to be? And it'll throw you a curveball. Like I said, again, to that second season, that Christmas episode, it's it's very much like, a, oh, this is Pixar. And then all of a sudden, it's, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's nightmare fuel, dude. Oh, like, no dude. kid needs to ever see that. No, no kid. An ever. absolute nightmare, man. It's it's absolutely crazy, but uh, 
one of the things I wanted to talk about too is like uh, this whole multiverse thing when it comes to, of course, uh, Marvel and DC. You know, we got DC, which, you know, obviously they started tapping into it a little bit. Uh, but, uh, but then, of course, Marvel's going today. I mean, I think it was today. All of a sudden, it was like the rumor is that, yeah, they're basically going to be doing, hey, we're going to do Sinister Six, but we're going to have Willem Dafoe, uh, Goblin. We're going to have Jamie Foxx, Electro, this, that, and that. I mean, what are your thoughts about some of that stuff that came out today, man? <laughs> so, uh, so this is hard for me. So my three favorite superheroes, it, first is Batman, then is Spider-Man, then is Superman. Good. And so I love Spider-Man. I really do love Spider-Man. And I've been thinking ever since um, when Kevin Feige kind of did a little spew about like the concept of multiverse and where they kind of going with it. I think they kind of implied it even with the second Spider-Man movie. You know, uh, I think Mysterio kind of was like, there are a multiverse, this, that, and they talked about this concept, just kind of teasing us or whatever. I do think that after Endgame, the ramifications of having Loki go off started its own ripple effect. And I think that that is definitely going to be something that's going to play a role. I don't know if we're going to get a full-on Spider-Verse. I think it's just going to be the beginning of it. I think it's going to be like, you know, Spider-Man's already out of himself, and it's now a situation where, like, it's a do-or-die situation. Like, he's kind of like, I don't know how to fix this. And then something happens with what Wanda did or with Doctor Strange or Loki and then it's kind of like this other opportunity, like, oh, man, there's a there's a huge threat going on. It doesn't even matter who Spider-Man is because there's multiple Spider-Mans all over here. And now we have to try to save the city. And I think that that is a really good gateway point because I don't remember which one was it. Was it Venom? Yeah, no. I think it was at the end of Venom. They kind of said, like, they showed, like, a little clip, like, in a different universe, Spider-Verse is going on. They show like a clip of Miles Morales and that was kind of like the lead up point to that. And I was kind of like, why would they say in a different universe? So mm-hmm. I think that they're trying to lead their own Spider-Verse. Sony's trying to do that because after mm-hmm. after this movie, this will be the last MCU movie with Tom Holland. The only other one that they're going to be able to do is an Avengers-based film from yeah. a combination standpoint. And so I think that they're building up to make their own universe anyway to kind of maneuver away from Marvel so I think that it would better service them to do that. The only problem that I have with this is that if they would have just listened to Zach, they would have been <laughs> freaking DC would have already beat them to the punch with the multiverse for, for the Flash anyway. Like all this that Zach was doing, everything that Marvel's done at this point, we could have already had years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Years ago. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's what it, problem. Yeah, it, I mean, that's everybody's problem. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, when it comes to yeah, you know, when it when it comes to Warner Brothers and their decisions that they that they've made, you know, yeah, second Warner Brothers. That's uh, <laughs> the new drop. You got to play that one, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. When it comes to after watching into the Spidey Verse and seeing what they did there and seeing where the potential of where that can go, and even when when you had interviews with Lord and Miller talking about you know the ideas they had oh yeah we thought about bringing in toby for a voice or you know even garfield and blah 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 it's like all right well that's okay the fact that they said that that's on the table and it almost seems like it almost seems like maybe 
with the whole Sony and Marvel deal, MCU deal kind of thing, Kevin Feige was like, hey, okay, obviously it's like we could do something special with <laughs> something here. And I and I'm I am looking forward to it because I'm kind of like, you know, I'm a Spidey fan too. And I'm kind of going, okay. Even though I'm kind of going when I hear heard Willem Dafoe was like gonna be leading, I was like, yeah, but didn't he die? And I mean, I guess nobody really dies, but I was kind of going, Willem Dafoe, you're gonna have that Green Goblin like lead this Sinister Six or whatever the hell you're gonna try to do. It's gonna be interesting how they how this plays out because we know that Jamie Foxx is definitely a part of it. We know that uh Alfred Molina is definitely a part of it, but we really haven't heard. I mean, we've heard that Willem Dafoe supposedly, but it's all been like rumor based. And yeah. I don't know. To me, it's just kind of I, I almost go, eh, is that the direction that really just get? I don't know. It's it's I'm it's, iffy about it. It's intriguing. Yeah, I'm excited. As a fan, as a comic book fan, I'm excited. But I think that when I think about William Defoe, I I think back to the fact that Alpha Molina's character died. Like he he died. Yeah, they both like, yeah he, died. So, so yeah, it's, if they're coming back, this is definitely got to be a multiverse situation. Like I don't I don't even know any way the way they could have done like a, a movie summary of this because it makes no sense for him to be back unless time travel or a multiverse situation. I, I doubt they would do a time travel situation. That'd be freaking stupid or weird. Uh, um, how, how? I mean, Flash Flash can do that, but I don't like, I'm like, man, not unless it's some machine, something, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think they should touch time travel, to be honest. Yeah, I, 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 I think that that was one of the, the well, I ain't gonna say a weak point, but it was one of the more confusing points of the last Avengers movie for me that I didn't necessarily like their concept of time travel. I think so a I lot think of people that, were iffy on it, yeah. I think that a multiverse version of William Dafoe, of Alpha Molina, and I think even Alpha Molina in his interview, he was kind of like, yeah, I was kind of worried whether or not I could actually do this. Yeah. And he was kind of like, yeah, they kind of just had me strapped in something, so I didn't really have to do that much. That was cool. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, all right. But He's all like, yeah, they're just going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, we have the technology to do all that stuff. So, I mean. Right. I mean, they'll, they'll de-age him a little bit. I, I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see how these you know, these characters from these other Spidey worlds come into play. And then it's just so funny, too, because I think there was even a Variety article that even mentioned that the worst kept secret in Hollywood is the fact that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in are going to be in No Way Home. I think I somebody posted like because uh, I didn't read the article, but they posted a screenshot of like a sentence and it said it was literally called like the worst secret in Hollywood. It's like, yeah we all kind of guessed that maybe that they're going to show up. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Say, say hypothetically speaking, <laughs> much like WandaVision. Yeah. Oof. That they just don't show up. Like neither one of them show See? up. They, they lend their voice <laughs> at the end of the movie. They lend their voice and you kind of just see random Spider-Man just kind of floating around. Would you feel disappointed um, or would you feel like, oh, well, I guess that's better than nothing. Because for me, with WandaVision, I, my issue with WandaVision is that the PR for WandaVision was the problem. They built up and left you yeah. with these impressions of, all right, we're implying this. We're talking about this. Okay, Wanda, yes, she's a witch, but she's also a mutant. We're going to go and talk about everything about Wanda. We're going to talk about Pietro. And 
they just didn't do any of that. And it, it kind of undercut my experience with it, even though I valued all what they were doing with it. And I worry that with this, this is a lot, bro. Like this is the last episode, our last movie. And it feels like what they did with Captain America is about to happen with Spider-Man. Like this isn't going to be a Tom Holland movie if Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield are here. But if the if they aren't, will you feel slighted? Will you feel like, oh man, this is a lot of build up for nothing? You know what? I mean, I'm I'm trying not to just like think. I'm not thinking that they're going to be there for like the entire movie. I don't think yeah. anybody should go in going, oh my god, like first act, we're going to see one of these guys show up and blah blah blah. It's like, no, don't do that. Do not no. like like save yourself and just it could all just be a like they 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 could just show up with a cameo sense at the very end. That's all it could be. So just, you know, don't build it up like they're going to be main characters in this movie. This is still very much Tom Holland's Spider-Man yep. movie. Okay, so Tom Tom Holland is going to be the the Spider-Man. But yeah, there is a chance that somebody, you know, that some of these guys might show up. Okay, cool, but don't get too crazy. And I think, yeah. like you said, the PR and like the, the interviews and stuff with the actors when it came to WandaVision, everybody was going, "Oh my god, what are they going to do?" And then all of a sudden, when you know Evan Peters shows up, we all went, "Ah, oh, they're doing it! They're going to cross over Fox Marvel with you know mutants and blah blah blah." And then yeah. he just ended up being Ralph Boner. Boner. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, oh that pissed off so many. That pissed off so many people. It made me upset. I, it didn't ruin the entire series for me, but it did take a little out. It did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the only bad part. I mean, but but that's <laughs> fandom, though. We all build up ourselves, you know. I mean, it happens with Star Wars. We go, oh my god, what's this could happen? This could happen, and then all of a sudden it doesn't. It's like you can't, and you just really can't do that. Yeah, we can have theories. We could talk about it, but don't just mm-hmm. like. Don't get hung up by them because I think that's yeah. the problem nowadays is people will start talking about theories and blah, blah, blah. And then they'll just stick to them. Like this is, ha- this has to happen. This ha-. And then if it doesn't, they get all pissed off and like, now that movie sucked or that series sucked because yeah. they didn't go with my theory. And it's like, you can't do that. You really can't yeah. do that. So yeah, I think one benefit that Sony has, and I, I don't think I've vocally talked about this on my channel is that, if they do introduce the idea, like truly just go and commit to it, a Spider-Verse, multiverse situation, they could go and make another Andrew Garfield movie if they wanted to. Dude. Like they could have Miles Morales having his own movie and still be able to continue to do whatever they want to with Tom Holland. Like the concept of multiverse, that's the benefit that I, I hope, I'm hoping that Andy takes the benefit for it and yeah. DC uses it in the way that it should is that it doesn't have to be streamlined now. You can have different versions of different characters and you can continue that in their own series and still make it connected. And I think that if Sony really does realize that and AVR Red doesn't screw them, I think (laughs) that they could really have something because I want to see Andrew Garfield again. I want to see him make a third Spider-Man movie. I would love to see Tobey Maguire be the mentor. Like What would be interesting is if Tobey Maguire was in Tom Holland's universe, the Uncle Ben. I think that would be hilarious, like the the multiverse version of it. But I'm just saying that from them introducing that idea, 
if they commit to it, it can be amazing for Sony. And I hope they don't fall back um, from this brokerage deal between them and Disney. Because that's the thing I'm worried it might derail them um, from a logistical and a money standpoint. Because I, I think that the idea of the multiverse could spark them into their own Spider-Verse. But if it doesn't and it has to be what Marvel's doing and they have to do something completely different, it's going to suck. I, I just don't know the logistics behind it. But I'm hoping for the best. I think we all are. I mean, and we, we can't build ourselves up, like I said. And then when it comes to DC and the Flash, I mean, uh, with the information that was kind of given out today, which was interesting because it was talked about with VFX artists, which I love. I love the fact oh, yeah, that VFX that. artists that were talking about like, hey, well, first off, let's talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League and yeah, you know, stuff that we did there. I mean, that Flash sequence. I mean, obviously. See, that's the thing. When it when it comes to the Flash, mm-hmm. and when it comes to uh, you know the Muschietti's, uh, I mean, I have faith in in the Muschietti's. I know there's like the whole thing with Ray Fisher and Warner Brothers and blah blah blah, which I know there's a lot of things that uh, contribute to a lot of people just not really being, um, you know full-on hype for it because of how they kind of did Ray Fisher. And we want, yeah. we would love to see Cyborg in the Flash movie because there's always been that relationship between Barry and Vic, you know, where, you know, they've always had that relationship and it, it works. It works. It was established in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay. And, but at the same time, you know, when you have uh, one of the VFX artists going, uh, you know, DJ, he was saying, hey, I was done with this stuff because of what <laughs> happened. I mean, DJ, uh, he and even Brian uh, Hirota, I mean, they are Zach's dudes. They are his friends. They are in his circle. They are they are dedicated. Like if Zach's doing something, he's looking at them he's like, hey, I need VFX. What's going on, guys? He's wow. looking at them to like, hey, if you're not busy, you want to work on my movie, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And the fact that both of them are now jumping on the Flash movie really spoke volumes to me because, you know, with everything that was happening and with Zack Snyder's justly coming out and then we we actually saw what the Flash was capable of as opposed to just Gosh. pushing a truck in Russia, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that scene is just one of that. I think it's my favorite fucking comic book movie scene ever. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. so good when he's reversing time and just that whole scene. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful like, scene. Music was on point. Oh. The The build up was perfect. It was acted well. It, it was see I first off like that is one of my favorite DC moments I've ever seen yeah. ever like I, I could never because I was kind of like oh, okay what's gonna be the epic moment is you know Superman coming back I didn't know that this Flash moment was gonna top anything that I could have ever imagined and yeah yeah man I, I get I get chills just thinking about it dude I know and, and you're right too because even like the super you know when Superman shows up. You're like, ah, oh, this is the mo- this is this is it. This is like the crowning achievement. Ah, oh, this is gonna be good. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. Even though he's back, something's not right. Something's wrong, right? You know. And then all of a sudden, it's just you know everything starts falling apart in that la- in that in in that final act. And then you're just kind of. And then all of a sudden, when when that happened, I mean, obviously, you know, there was, you know, I. I there's some people that, yeah, we kind of knew something was going to happen, but I mean, it was just like, yeah, 
but all of a sudden when 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 the when the unity happened and it just spread and then Barry just goes ah! and he just starts phasing and goes wait a minute and then just that yeah like you said with the music with Junkie XL score it just it all just worked so well and then it's like how going into a flash movie how do you not just go we have to acknowledge that <laughs> we can't acknowledge what happened in that theatrical version because that was not that that was not good oh, okay no. that was not good and i that's just why i was like i have faith in in uh, the muschietti's because they're going to have to deal with multiverse now not just time travel i mean if they're going to be like tackling like a sort of flashpoint type story yeah they're going to have mm-hmm. to do time travel but they're also going to have to deal with, uh, you know, multiverse. So it's like you can't just not acknowledge the fact that at one point Flash knows that he if he gets he knows how to like reverse time so much to the fact where he literally exactly. saved the world. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I literally feel like, and this is me being completely honest, that from the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League, it could go right into Andy's movie easily. Yeah. And yeah. it, it was weird. I was a little jaded. I'm not going to lie. Like when I saw like Andy's, you know, a little teaser and kind of like the flash lightning wasn't blue. It was yellow. I was like, uh, aesthetically, that's his choice as a creator. You know, you know, James Wan had his own choice of how he wanted, you know, aesthetically uh, Arthur to look, which is cool. But I'm kind of like, look, Andy, bro, you gotta take luxuries from what just happened. Like, 2021 really gave us one of the best flash moments ever. And people are going to be looking like, how are you going to top it? Because yeah. if, if I, I get you're going to have like Batman, I get you're going to have like these different multi-Batmans. Yeah. And yet this is Flash's first real film. So he's going to have to also show out. And what Zach did, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. And I look at The Flash. I, well, I used to. I haven't looked at that much of this season, but I used to love The Flash. Season one, Flash, I still say, is one of the best seasons CW's ever yep. done. Yep, I agree. Um, but it's like you got such raw talent there in Ezra, as well as, like you said, the VFX artists, as well as like the team behind them. Like, you really got to go for it. And it, it, it would be amazing if they did pull something from Zack Snyder's Justice League as opposed to the actual Justice League that didn't work ever. Never worked. It was terrible. It was so yeah. terrible, man. So but. terrible. No, but like, yeah, I mean, you can't ignore that. Yeah, you just really can't ignore it. And, and, and I'm curious to see what the Muschietti's do, like what Andy does, because, I mean, if it, if it brought Zack's, do, like Zack's VFX guys, back into it because even DJ th- thought it was like, man, just kind of just over that part because yeah, DJ, I mean, you know, when, when it came to, um, you know, when it came to Whedon coming in, he was right there. He was right there just going like, you know, like what, what do we need to do here? And, you know, he was there with the editors and they're like, we're going to take this out. And apparently one of the first things they took out was that scene that scene because they didn't they didn't get it apparently i don't know if like how legit that was but that was like the biggest thing that came out of i think uh the interview with grace was the fact that warner brothers removed that scene first because they were like that doesn't even make sense it was like 
what the fact that he can move so fast that it reverses time. It's like um, that kind of is taking the Superman, the original Superman movie concept a little bit, but making a little bit, making it a lot of better. He's not just yeah. flying around the earth to make it, you know, rotate <laughs> the other way. This is like, like, and I love the fact that, um, that it's established when they bring back Superman, you know, yep. Barry just kind of goes like, Hey, I think I could do it. There's something weird that happens when I reach the speed of light. Sometimes yep. I'm reverse. And so they established it right there that he can move fast enough where things will, you know, and then obviously when it came to that moment, he needed to just like give his full all. And it was just such a beautiful thing. And it's like, please incorporate something like that, Andy. And I think he will. I think he will. I I hope so. I hope. Well, I'm going to say this. I think he probably wants to. I hope DC lets him. I hope whatever. Man, by the time. His movie comes out. It's not even going to be called Warner Brothers anymore, actually. <laughs> what is it? I don't even know. Man, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, they're going to have a completely different name. Because his movie comes out 2022, or is it 2023? Um, I mean, if it's filming right now, I would. I don't even remember what the, what the release date is. I mean, I would imagine next year or sometime. Because I mean, where are we at? I mean, I, I, yeah, that's right. We're coming into June. I don't know. It might be twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yeah, because if it's twenty twenty three, this it's not even going to be a one. It's going to be whatever the merger is. So I mean, yeah. all you guys that are like going to be Discover Brothers, Discover Brothers. Yeah, it says November. Okay, November, somebody just said November of twenty twenty two. That's okay. where it's supposed to be. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah, the merger will probably still be. Yeah, it'll actually happen then. We'll ever we'll get the official Warner Brothers new name by then. So it's gonna be weird. Um, <laughs> it's not gonna be actual Warner Brothers when the Flash comes out. Yeah, like I said, Discover Brothers. That's what it's gonna be called. <laughs> now it's gonna. Yeah, I mean, my God, man, everything that's been happening this year. <laughs> it, it's such a it's such a weird. Uh, you know, especially being trying to be a fan, and you know, obviously, we we're all excited that Zach was going to get his vision realized, and we're going to be able to forget that monstrosity that was uh, the theatrical. And uh, you know, the fact that you know we were going to see that, and then everything that was just leading up, and the fact that he's been kind of trolling, you know, with with the Army of the Dead. Uh, uh marketing and everything it's just it's it's been, <laughs> it's been fun but at the same time we kind of just go like all right but seriously what do you guys have in plan you know i mean obviously they yeah. keep talking about this multiverse thing and it almost seems like they don't they 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 sound like they have a plan but do they really you <laughs> know oh goodness jeez <laughs> look i <laughs> my heart I don't know if my heart can take much more of whatever kind of games uh, Warner Brothers is trying to do when it comes to their film universe. I've kind of just been like, at the moment that Zack Snyder's Justice came out, I was like, thank you. Thank you, guys. Like, it, it, at least, you know, it ends on a high note. We got what we were wanting. We've been advocating for this for years, and now it's here. But it's kind of like I set myself up to be like, you know what, don't expect anything after this don't expect nothing, you know? And I hate to say that because it sounds so shrewd. Um, But at the same time, I'm trying to prepare myself and my heart for the fact that it might not. Um, But 
Yeah, you're right, dude. Like, I really feel like they need to figure out what this is going to be. Because now you got, like, the Batman looks amazing. You got Black Adam. You got some amazing stuff coming on HBO Max. Like, you got some really good properties, but absolutely no connective tissue whatsoever. And this multiverse idea, I thought during um, the DC fandom last year, I was like, okay, they're talking about multiverse. They're talking about multiverse. All they're talking about. I was like, okay. Yes. Andy's going to be at the forefront. He's going to be like, okay, you guys, I want to let you guys know this. We're going to have Michael Keaton. We're going to have Ben Affleck. We're going to have yada, yada, yada. And this is the multiverse. Prepare yourself. Flash. That's all they had to say. Instead, <laughs> they didn't do nothing. They talked <laughs> nothing about the concept of multiverse. Even I think Walter Mata kind of was like saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do the multiverse. We're going to give a lot of... But it was just so abstract. It was no real cemented excitement behind it and it's kind of like kevin feige technically is only talking about the concept of multiverse but we at least know it's going somewhere we know that they set this up to be that and as much as a slam dunk that they could have done that within dc fandom they didn't they should have really allowed andy to pitch this idea of multiverse and they still haven't and that that to me says either one they're kind of just like faking it and they're trying to keep it a big secret or they have no idea what's going on they have no idea where they're going with the future incarnation of these movies they just want successful movies and that's it and that's where i kind of feel like where they're at um unfortunately no i mean i think you're right i think you're right i mean but what's funny is it's like when it comes to like Jim Lee talking about the multiverse and the fact that he kind of he he helped the whole Ezra Miller showing up you know, with Grant Gustin on Infinite Christ. I mean, that's, I mean, when that happened, you know, at the end oh, of 2019, God. everybody was going, hey, there it is. You could do it. You started it, you know, yep. do it. Let's do this. But then it's like, we're waiting still. <laughs> you know, what's going on? That was a year and a half ago. What do you guys, what, what's been going on? What are Jeez. we doing here? <laughs> Funny. Right, bro. Like, I actually reacted to that moment. That was one yeah. of the last reactions I actually did. Because I was like, look, I, copyright strategy night. I got to let the world know. I put that joint on Instagram. I put it on Twitter. I put it on Facebook. I was like, it's going to stick somewhere. Like, But uh, no, that was such an amazing DC moment. As a DC fan, bro, like, I can't tell you how excited I was just for that moment alone. Um yeah, they really should do something about it. But again, I, I still don't understand why is it that Zack Snyder's Just League still the physical copy isn't out in the U.S. yet? You, that, you that's a weird know? one because people in the U.K. and stuff like that, they already have it in their they're, – they're, it's already like in their you know shelves or whatever the hell. I know. It's a weird thing. I thought it was going to be announced this week. Like, oh, yeah, you can get it this – you know, and we're, we're, we're at May 28th, almost a month's done. I thought it was going to be happening pretty soon, but yeah, for some reason, no Blu-ray and really announcement at all when it comes to the U.S. Do you think it's because of the distribution has to be on HBO Max and not Warner Warner Brothers could care less because it's not technically their property. It is HBO Max's. But then that wouldn't make sense because HBO Max is in the U.K., right? Is it? I don't know because no, if it's, it's not. if it's if it's not in the UK, then their distribution would be Warner Bros. UK, and that's probably why they got it flatlined. 
And yeah. Warner Brothers over here is like, we don't got nothing to do with Zack Snyder Justice League, so we don't yeah. care about it. That is a good question. I don't, I don't really yeah. know because I'm like, bro, this needs company. We need company. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need help. <laughs> Give me my last brother. <laughs> Seriously, we need the up. No, like, yeah, that's a good question. I'm like, I mean, it, when I saw people, you know, in the UK or whatever, like nice. how, you know, showing, mm. showing their pictures and whatnot, Damn. I went, good for you. Good for you. I could, I could watch it on my streaming service that you can't get. So I get that. That's fine. But at the same time, I'm going, why has, you know, I, I, I thought it was going to be at the end of this month. And here we are like three days almost out of this month and still no really like word for that Blu-ray yet or that, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think out of all the HBO Max original shows or movies, have any of them been out for physical copy? I don't think any of them have because the the um, the other films like, you know, Godzilla and all the other ones, those were created by Warner Brothers. They just yeah. put distributed on HBO Max. The rest of the HBO Max original stuff, I don't think physical copies have come out uh, for a lot of those. And I think that um, there's another uh, studio that's doing the same thing. It's either Netflix or Amazon um, where they haven't been putting out their physical copies as much as they used to anymore. Uh, but that might be it. Because I've been trying to figure it out for a while. I was like, bro, I need my copy, bro. I just want my steelbook. Like, where is <laughs> right. my Zack Snyder physical copy? Did you get both <laughs> yeah. versions? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a very odd thing. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe with, uh, you know, maybe they, they, they kind of postponed it because Zack's been – Anytime that people have been asking him about Warner Brothers and the Snyderverse and stuff like that, he's kind of just going, hey, they don't want me to do it. What can I say? You know, kind of been playing, you know, hey. Damn. And then, of course, with the sketch that happened on, oh, on Stephen Colbert, dude, that was beautiful, right? <laughs> I, so I was conflicted. I was like, Zach, should you have pulled a Christopher Nolan? I mean, look, I, I get it. Look, I get it. Um, because honestly, with regardless of how you feel about army of the dead on netflix like zach has created his own universe like yeah. the world building from army of the dead is so expansive oh, and i think that they could continue this down and just give him a series like i think the next the next thing even if they if they decided like okay we don't want to make another movie they could give him a series and just kind of allow it to go like they they're being really smart. Like I think with Mark Millar, with I don't know if you saw uh, Jupiter's Legacy. I did, but uh, but Mark Millar, he's got a lot of great like stuff that he's written, and they have full ownership over it. Like there's a show, there's a comic book called Nemesis. I can't wait for them to do that live action because the world ain't ready for it. And now <laughs> they got Zach on their side from a visionary standpoint. Like this could be really big for him. So I mean, yeah. technically. I get him stunting right now, but I, I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's like he's taunting Warner Brothers almost. And some of the things. Well, he totally is. He totally is. No, he totally is. Uh, that's what's so great about it. It's like, you know, he's doing it in the way that, that he should do it. I mean, obviously, I mean, what are you going to do when, you know, you finally were able to complete your movie with the studio that is a big huge their biggest ip you know bro, it's huge, like, yeah, it's bro. huge it's huge 
and he finally was able to finish it. And then it was just kind of like, all right, so where do we go from here? And then all of a sudden you get that article from Ann Sarnoff, like the, the, the Monday of the release, she's just like, that was it. Sorry guys. And we're all going, did you realize that people were loving that so much? So many people were, were saying, you know, hashtag retweet, uh, you know, restore the Snyderverse. And so, and then obviously like Zach, two months later, he's got this other movie that he's going to have to promote. Do you, do you not think that people were like not going to ask him about right. Warner Brothers and the Snyderverse and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I thought he played it pretty well. It's like, yeah, they don't want me to do it. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you want me to say. Like, I want to do it. I think I have the story. You know, it's there. We have the foundation. It's all there, but they don't want me to do it. You know, it's like, how do you, <laughs> I just wonder what is going on with those guys over there? Because I'm just kind of like, you're just ignoring like something that was hugely popular now because of what ego or you just, I don't, it's just, it's yeah, because to be fair, like even with Netflix's approach with Zach, you know, making Army of the Dead, the anime series, they could have easily made the HBO Max could have been like, okay, look, you guys, in two years' time, you know, Zack Snyder and Jay Olivia or whoever, you know, are going to be working on the continuation and finishing his universe in an anime series or animation. Like that's all they had to do, and we would have been like, okay, cool, yeah, like, give me, give me, give me something, you know. And they were like, nothing, and it just doesn't make any sense from a content standpoint. Like if if this was distributed on your Max original, like HBO Max, then why not figure out some kind of way of distribution to to leverage this? Because even if you don't care for what his product is, if there's enough volume of people to watch it for something that came out in 2017, obviously people care because the movie already technically came out. The version of the movie came out in 2017. So why would everybody flock to this film in 2021? Because it's worth there. And I just don't, I don't, I really don't get it. It's ego. It's all oh, ego somewhere. Oh, it's totally ego. I mean, it, it, but at the same time, it's like, it's ego, but then you're just totally ignoring so many people that have been like, hey, uh, can I get more of this? This was really good. Uh, this was different <laughs> from, this was different from the adventure stuff. Uh, these are characters that I know more about because there's Batman, right. there's Superman, there's Wonder Woman. Can we get more of what's going on here? I was like, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's amazing. I don't think any of us were, uh, a lot of us were worried about the uh, response because obviously when it came to BVS, response was mixed. It was divisive. It was, yeah. you know, a lot of people were kind of going, you know, I mean, obviously there's some of us that loved it and some, and people just flat out fucking hated it. And then we're kind of going, okay, um, what's going to happen when, his justice league finally comes out and it turned out like he, it wasn't quite, it wasn't, he, and this is what I love about this whole trilogy is like man of steel, BVS and justice league. They feel like different tones, different. They don't feel yep. the same. All three, even though it's the same director. And this is what I love about Zach is he always, he's just like, let's try it differently this time. Let's do it different. Yep. You know? And I think that even parlayed into uh Arm of the Dead, you know, when it came to, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to shoot this with this dream lens and everything's yeah. going to look blurry as fuck. People are <laughs> people are going to hate it, but some people are going to love it, you know, and that's just the way it is. 
And yeah. I love the fact that he tries to change it up. And when you watch his trilogy for the DCU, and you know, we all know that there is more that he wanted to tell, but at the same time, but but right now we're kind of looking at it and it's just like it's different. Each one is different, and it really built up to something special. Like everybody who had their complaints about the way Superman was or the way Batman was in uh, BBS or Man of Steel, all of a sudden when they saw when they saw his Justice League, they went, Oh, that's what you were leading to. These yeah. characters being like that in here. How about that? I didn't see that. Now I'm going to go back and watch the other ones. And wow, well, they're great. Yeah. 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 I've for years have been legit ridiculed and almost nearly crucified over liking <laughs> Batman versus Superman. Oh. I released my first review for it and I was like, bro, I, I really enjoyed it. And then I ended up looking at, you know, the ultimate edition and I was like, man, this is it. Like, I really love it, man. It is hard being it was hard for a long time being a Zack Snyder fan and a DC fan. Oh, I because know. there were people that I knew that were really big critics and my friends, and they were just like, Man, I hate this Zack Snyder. Like it would just be like, I hate Zack Snyder, I hate this, I hate this about this. And I was just like, Why so much hate, bro? <laughs> like, like it's just the movie, and I really appreciate certain things that he did in this. I, I appreciate the risk that he took with this. Is this conventional versions of the, the, the characters? No. But does it have to be? No. And I, I think that that's where me as a critic, I, I, I always want to make sure I keep my same voice as opposed to looking all over because either one, everybody will try to feel the same way or I'm being pressured to feel a certain kind of way. And I'm just like, I'll never do that. And I, I agree with you. With Zack Snyder's Justice League, for a lot of people that gave Batman versus Superman flack, like, I didn't understand this. Was this... This is so stupid. Like they were like, oh, oh. I I really don't know anybody that outright hated Zack Snyder Justice League. I really don't. I, I really don't know anybody. No. Um, there's no. So many people loved it. A lot of celebrities were like praising this thing, and I was kind of like, Warner Brothers. I don't know what you're about to do, but <laughs> you better say something. Is- yeah, I know. It's it's it's. It's it's weird because I mean, and then just leading into um, you know, you have that talking about like I mean, obviously when it comes to Zack Snyder, I mean, apparently they looked at it like, oh man, they saw the response, and then ever since BBS, I mean, but the, the fact of the matter is, is Man of Steel and BBS are still talked about so much nowadays. You know, nobody talks about captain marvel you know even though it made a billion dollars who talks about captain marvel i mean nobody really does i mean i i didn't really enjoy the movie you know i'm one of those i was like eh, it was forgettable uh but whatever <laughs> there's a lot of things you know there's a lot of marvel movies that are forgettable like there are i'm not you know there's ones that stick with me infinity war uh um winter soldier although you know certain ones obviously yeah. that'll stick with you but, you know, but the, when it comes to Marvel, I mean, sometimes you just go, oh, wait a minute. There was an Ant-Man 2. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> but when it comes to Man of Steel and BVS, still talked about. And then when it came to ju- his Justice League, it's like all of a sudden everybody was going, OK, we got to see this thing that we've been hearing about for the last three years. The Snyder cut. What? It's four hours. Holy shit. But then when you watch it, you go. Wow, that was like watching like that was like binge watching a little mini series. Yep. And that was absolutely fantastic. And I'm like, and then everybody's going, Can I get more? And Warner Brothers is like, nah. 
Nah, we're done. Not even the air cut. Really? Not even the air cut? Come on. Bro, that that really makes no sense. Like that, it, that is out. spite. That's spite and ego all day. And you're right. Yeah. When I think about it, you know, for good or bad, more people have been talking about Zach's movies from DC than any other DC property. Because some people were like telling me like, oh, well, it's only because they were just so bad. And it's only because they were Batman and Superman. But I was like, well, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You forgot about Superman Returns? I don't hear nobody talking about that movie <laughs> ever. And I like different things about Superman Returns. Oh, man, that, that, that plane think... sequence was phenomenal. I'll give yeah. the plane sequence. Uh, that that was all gravy right there. But Yeah, the, the yeah. concept and leading up to whether I think they were trying to go with like a Brainiac situation, it would have been dope. But again, nobody talks about that movie. So it ain't just because of the characters. It's because of what Zach did. And it's the risk that he took. I, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I am so jealous you talk to Zach on a regular basis because I would love to pick that man's brain so much because he he doesn't know that for me, he enticed me to become a better critic. Because I, I literally, when I reviewed Man of Steel back in the day, as soon as it came out, I came out of the movie theater and I think that uh, I was looking on Rotten Tomatoes, I was looking and I was like, man, why is everybody talking trash about this movie? I was like, did you not see what I saw? I think it was yeah. one critic. I think it was like Chris Stuckman was like, no, this was amazing. And I was like, you know what? I got to get my voice out here, bro. And I I literally made, I think, three different reviews for that. (laughs) Zach did that. I mean, Zach really did do that. And I can never, you know, I can never repay him for that. As a critic, I've been elevated because of what he, the the links that he went and took um, with his films, honestly. No, yeah, you're right. Even like, I mean, I remember walking out of Man of Steel. I remember me and my buddy Johnny we were like, I just remember walking out and going, holy shit. Like, they were not holding back on that movie. I mean, it was like, it, oh, hey, wait, we're, we're done, right? And then all of a sudden it was like, nope, nope. Now we got to have Superman and Zod fight after this whole craziness that just happened. Yeah, I mean, that just shows you the kind of like the genius, I guess you could say, of uh, Zack Snyder's like, oh, you thought that was it? No, no, no. There's still a little bit more to this <laughs> fight, you know? And then, you know, but speaking on uh, movies and sequels, how do you feel about Joker getting a sequel? Um, <laughs> I, I think when I when I watched it, I was talking to one of my good friends. I was like, man, I really love this movie. And I was kind of like, they could continue this because technically we don't really know what was real and what wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like from his perspective, we saw a certain thing, but it, I mean, it's from the mind of the Joker. So it it could have been a completely different situation um, and we just don't know. So I was kind of like, if they do this, then Todd needs to make sure that he's careful how he world builds um, from this point, because you have to make it interesting enough for me to care. And at the same time, keep it actually a Joker movie instead of a Batman Joker film. And I don't know how they're going to get around that. That thing, that's my problem more so than anything else. It's kind of like, how are you going to maneuver him from this point forward? without connecting him to Batman. And yeah. I don't think that you can get around that at this point. I think that now 
it's like <laughs> say they picked off from right where the movie left off. What 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 do we get from that point? Do we get him moving into the gangster? Do we get him yeah. like a present day story of the same exact situation from the Joker's mind? Um, or do they do the smart thing and just merge Robert Pattinson's world with? <laughs> That's what, I mean, I, I, I would just do that personally, but it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, a, I, I've seen a lot of people talk about that, and I and I, and, and it. But you kind of go like, well, wait a minute. Well, it's funny because when Joker came out and it was, mm-hmm. you know, obviously doing a lot of good business in the box office, you know, I did a video going, does it need a sequel? And I'm I'm one of those that goes, nah, it should be a one-off because there's just so much in that film where you watch it and you kind of go, all right, people have theories. I had a theory. Other people have theories. And yep. then now that we're going to have a sequel, guess what? All those theories, they're wiped out. They're yeah, done. Up. Yeah. Yep. You can't you can't even like do that anymore because now this is the direction we're going. We're going to yep. actually answer all of that and probably debunk everything you're talking about, which kind of goes, ah, to me, I, I kind of like the fact that, you know, when you have movies like, uh, I mean, Inception is one where, Everybody goes, well, was he dreaming at the end? We didn't see the top go down. It jiggled a little bit. We don't know. You know, there's exactly. just something there's just something about just having when, when a filmmaker does that and just leaves it for you to interpret it. I mean, that just means the movie just lives on. So now that there's going to be a sequel, now you kind of go, OK, now we're actually going to see what exactly happens. And they're like, OK, I could see what they can. Maybe they could do something in Arkham and they can maybe introduce more characters. They're going to have to. I mean, I think Todd Phillips is going to have to introduce somebody else, at least one or two other characters in the Batman world that's going to be somewhere in there, whether it's Harley Quinn or Harleen Harleen Quinzel, whatever, or just another villain that is in that hospital. There's going to have to be something there like that in order for something to work. But at the same time, I'm going, is Joaquin Phoenix going to want to get in that really gross, like shape again, like that skinny shape. And I mean, he won an Academy award. I mean, it was, (laughs) there's a lot to live up to. There's so much to live up to. That's a whole lot. And that's, that's what I was saying is that somebody put in the chat, like, you know, this took place, you know, X amount of years later, but again, if, if they do allow time to progress to more of a present day or close to present day, like maybe the nineties or something like that, um, they could have an older version. That's not going to be as skinny. That's been like in Arkham and stuff like that. I think that like somebody like Harvey Dent would be interesting. Um, like a two face. Um, I think that'd be a really interesting back to back, but, um, I don't know. I really don't know. The only reason why I'm intrigued about this is because I really just don't know. <laughs> like I, I, I threw out, you know, the Robert Pattinson side of this because I don't know what Matt Reeves has. Is that Matt Reeves has his own universe, his own yeah. way. But when you start talking about a multiverse situation, you can have anything happen. And that's, that's where I'm kind of like really excited about what could be. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I'm worried because I, I agree with you. It didn't need a sequel. Yeah. It doesn't need a sequel. Um, it really doesn't. But I'm assuming he has to have something planned out because otherwise he wouldn't have wrote it or he wouldn't be co-writing it unless it's for the money. I don't know. That's <laughs> the thing. I mean, I, mean uh, 
I, I, what I, you know what I kind of, I just want like uh, Phillips to just be, all right, you're going to send me all this money. I'm going to write this. That's going to be loosely about the Joker, but I'm going to introduce like a whole other character, whether it's like Jonathan Crane or Edward Nigma or what, I don't know. Like, he's just going to like go and be like, Hey, I pitch you guys other villains. I'm going to go ahead and freaking, you know, we're going to go ahead because yeah, I mean, uh, Jose even said in his live chat, he goes, Joaquin Phoenix Joker's not really intimidating. He just kind of, you know, was crazy and kind of started something. Maybe he'll work up to that point where he's like an intimidation factor, like that kind of Joker. But as of right now, not so much. I mean, he really, he's just yeah. a, a kooky dude that, you know, that has this issue with laughing. I mean, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, there's just so much. This is just a high, this is just a high order because Academy. I mean, he won the Academy Award for it. Score also. It was nominated numerous times. It's like, how do you try to match that? I mean, obviously, being a filmmaker and a writer, you wanna, you gotta like try to. You wanna have that Aliens or Terminator Two or Dark Knight. You wanna have that sequel that's gonna be better than the first but how do you do that when your fucking first movie literally was like a bit already billion dollars set broke records and got all these academy awards like how do you do that how do you approach it's, it's, yeah. that? and that's that's why i said that i don't i don't know that they can't because the very last scene that you see is a young bruce wayne yeah and people are automatically gonna be like oh snap so we're gonna see him you know meeting his Whatever brother are going like people just are gonna be looking for more than what the story is gonna provide. So I, I don't know, but I will say this as a fan of the 1989 Batman, okay. um, we could easily have an older Joker. I don't have a problem with Joaquin Phoenix playing an older Joker. It's True. just I mean, it has to work. It, yeah, it can't make just it work. Shoehorned in for the heck of it. Like we have to see his progression into being this other joker than just the same you know mixed up man that he is in the joker and how it ends but again i i don't know again we've been saying this that we don't know what was real or not this was his perception of what was reality dude we don't know what real reality was exactly and thank you william for the super chat he said make the sequel if you have a story to tell then tell it. I mean, I guess, like I said, I want, I want Phillips and whoever he's writing with to wow me. And like, like you said, though, I mean, how much of the perception, I mean, I always, I kind of like tapped into the perception that he was, I, I, I went full on. I was going, I made a video about it too, uh, because um, it was just like, well, what if Arthur is actually older Bruce who's lost his mind? You know, because when he approached little Bruce, they were kind of wearing like the same color clothing. It was all in his head, maybe. I don't know. I was going full on fucking psychological thriller. And that's going to get thrown out the window, of course. (laughs) But at the same time, I was just I like the fact that like, what if that was initially the story of like, this was actually Bruce Wayne older, but it was like he just lost his mind and was like doing this whole other life and and blah, blah, blah. But. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it was just a theory that, now, of course, not going to go anywhere. But I mean, yes. I'm behind that theory because technically, <laughs> if you look at the way that Todd Phillips introduces his Joker, like the same exact sequence, the same exact alleyway where we introduce Arthur is the same exact alleyway, the same exact 
focal point that we got Bruce. And so they were both created in the same sequence. So I, I mean, I look, anything can happen, bro. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when he approaches Thomas Wayne and he's like, you know, is it dad? You know, when he's calling him dad, I'm like, man, that kind of leads into it. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think it was a little too far fetched. I was getting a little too fight club. I don't know. I don't know what I was like thinking when I, I think I saw other, I think I even saw other people talking about it too. Uh, but I think it was just the contrast of, um, you know, what if instead of Bruce going, losing his mind and going, Hey, I'm going to, you know, fight people in alleyways in a bat suit. He just kind of went off and just lost his mind and was like this dude that was taking care of some woman <laughs> <laughs> that he thought it was his mom. I don't know. There's so many. I just really, I, all I all I can hope for, if it's going to happen, because, I mean, this is in the early stages, too, which we got to realize. I mean, we haven't even heard anything about Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, I think it would be hilarious if Joaquin Phoenix went, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm yeah. not good. I'm you know, yeah, then it was so like, it. okay, then you don't have a movie. You don't have a movie if you don't have Joaquin Phoenix. So I'm kind of wondering about that, too. Like, if Todd Phillips is really taking this, that means – Phoenix is he probably called him up and be like, Hey, do you want to do a sequel? This is yep. the idea. And if that happened where it was like, all right, we're good. We're good. Then that means Phoenix should be a, a board. We just haven't heard about it yet. We haven't heard right. about him signing off, signing on, but it's just kind of weird how just things are just, we're just kind of, I don't know. even think we've heard quotes or anything. I don't know. It's all very up in the air when it comes to this. Now we're just hearing that he's co-writing. That's it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember. Was it uh variety that uh, published that from their source? I can't remember who, who did it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you're right. It's, this is in this infancy stage and we've seen a lot of things get announced really early and we just, either one they didn't work out or they just were completely changed later on. So I'm just going to have to kind of buckle up and hold on, I guess. That's what we got to do, man. I mean, <laughs> well, I think when it comes to a lot of this stuff, we just kind of buckle in and see what happens, but you know, yeah. I mean, what can you do? I mean, it, that, that's what we live for. I mean, when it comes to all this nerd stuff, I mean, I mean, even going back to army of the dead, the fact that there's so much there to look at. I mean, I know, uh, I mean, I did watch your review. I know you had some criticisms about it. You're, you know, which is fine. No, 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 that's totally fine, bro. I, I get it. It's fine. Um, but Chats you know, <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel no, 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 no. It's, it's totally fine. Not like I, I get it. Like I, anytime that when it comes to a certain movie, that's what I love. What, what's what I love about discussion is, you know. You didn't. It's not like you just like had a whole review that said "fuck this movie." This movie sucked, and this, that, and this. I've had people in my mentions say that stuff, and I'm going, you know, you didn't like anything about it, you know. But you know, you're a critic. You exactly, you exactly like you gave your your critiques to it, but at the same time, you still enjoyed a lot of it, which is great. Yeah. And there's a lot. And what you said too, there's a lot there to just investigate which of course yeah. they're going to be doing do you yeah. have any theories or anything like that when it comes to army of the dead uh is this spoiler should we can we talk spoilers or yeah yeah oh yeah last week last friday i mean with zach we talked all kinds of spoilers so we're good. Oh, okay all right cool yeah. yeah so for me i i really want to see where this world goes because yeah. the concept of them taking 
this alpha, which is Zeus, you know, on the convoy at all, I was like, okay, where did this start? And I mean, you know, any zombie movie, you never know exactly where it starts. But I'm like, this is Zack Snyder. This is authentically created from him. Like, I'm curious how this started. Because it's like, they know for a fact the zombie ended up in Las Vegas. They napalmed it. They brought people in. They died. But then they didn't nuke it for an extended amount of time. And they just kind of just let it. I was kind of like, what if the government just wanted to see what would happen? Just let it just kind of like work for a period of time. And then the concept of this zombie being able to procreate, like being able like to create life. I was like, I've, I don't know what's going on, but I am very intrigued. I was more intrigued by what was going on in the atmosphere. Like yeah. people that were talking on the news, what the president was doing. When people were on the intercom, like, okay, I can't believe this is happening over in this area of the, the country. Or like I said, what the zombies were doing. Like you had Zeus, you had his queen, you had like his own little faction of alphas, and each alpha had a different kind of capability. Um, and I was just kind of like, what does this really mean? And then at the end of the film, we know that I think it was Van, Omari's character, like got in this scuffle with him. He survived some kind of way. <laughs> in the the vault mm-hmm. and he got bit but he didn't turn immediately and i i was kind of like i went back and i watched the movie twice and i was kind of like okay the only people that have like random kind of transformations or random kind of things happen are the people that he bites directly everybody else that gets bitten you know outside of that they turn immediately and so i was kind of like maybe he has more capability than we think but either way i just i was really curious to see where that was going to go because i was like now like this spread can go anywhere and how much of it is the government's fault and i think that part of the story is the thing that intrigued me the most i just really i'm gonna say this what i really want if and when zach makes a sequel to this not a prequel not the anime series but a sequel to this I just went from beginning to end, just nonstop, just going for it. Like balls to the wall going for Because when I got to the hour mark, from the hour mark until the end of the movie, I was in there. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Killing zombies. Let's do it. Da, da, da. I was like, give me Amari with his freaking saw. Give me like somebody with the, you know, whatever, like an amazing powered weapon. And um, I kind of didn't really get that for a whole hour. And I was kind of just like, eh, I really want a little bit more. And a Zack Snyder zombie film. But I knew that he was trying to build out a world. I've seen him do this before. And so I think that that's the thing that really intrigues me more than anything else is where this world is going from this point. But again, I don't know because I I don't know. There's a lot of things that I don't know. Somebody said that there was robots in this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, You didn't didn't spot those? No, I spotted them, but okay. I don't understand them because yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing about this whole movie. It's like you kind of just go, okay. Uh, I mean, when this whole thing, I mean, right from the start, I mean, you see those UFOs right in like the first like 36 seconds. There's like UFOs that you see and then they just bug out and you kind of go, okay, what the hell? All right. Right. You didn't see that at first. I didn't see it at first, but then of course somebody pointed out, and the second time I went, "Oh yeah, there they are!" And they literally just 
you see them and then they bug out and you kind of go, Oh man. So yeah, this definitely has, there's something to do with aliens. Cool. I'm all about that. Zombies, aliens. Cool. And then I'll say, you know, of course you got the, 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 the robots. You're like, what is that about? And there's so many questions with that. And then that makes you question Tanaka, makes you question everyone. And then all of a sudden, he's like in the middle of it, he goes, hey, have Van talk about some crazy time loop concept. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck, man? I mean, you're already tripping me out with like zombie robots and UFOs. And now we got a time loop that could be a possibility in this shit. What the hell, man? <laughs> so good i love it <laughs> so many questions and this is the thing as a critic like i have to try to defend that and i can't like it's kind of like you got holes here and segments and good principal ideas that i'm all the way there for i'm all for all of it because i i literally when i was watching it the very first time and uh, i think there was a casino scene i think the guy uh gaz he was shooting and all of a sudden, I saw the ding, and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait!" Yeah. I was like, "Wait, no, 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 hold on. That that That's looks like a metal ding. skull and light." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Zach, I need to ask you a question." Like immediately <laughs> in my head, I was like, "When I get to talk to this man," and I was like, "Did you freaking put <laughs> zombie robots? Like, like what? What is? What is that? What, what's what's going on here?" So, um, again, I don't know how much of this is misdirection you know what i'm saying like i don't know i don't i can only judge it based off of this first movie it yeah. could be the aliens were involved in this and they just affected somebody like actual human flesh was affected by it we don't really know because again like the united states left that area for an extended amount of time why there's no way there's no way they would just let a raccoon city just be like that for that extended amount of time. There's no way. Raccoon so, city. <laughs> no, so I'm but thinking like, there was an idea going on. Um, I don't know, man. Don't well, know. you know what? One 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 thing I've thought about, you know, thinking about going to Vegas and one of the things, one of the concepts, because okay, you know, when it comes to uh explaining exactly what this movie is. And I think a lot of the emphasis was like, you know, you got, you know, it's inspired by aliens, inspired by, you know, escape from New York, but then it's like, okay, it's a zombie flick, but it's like a highest flick. It's like oceans 11. And one of the, one of the, one of the lines that's spoken in oceans 11, and it's just something that I just recently started thinking about was the fact that, you know, when it comes to casinos, when it comes to this world, Vegas, I mean, the concept of time is meaningless because if you go into a casino, they have no clocks posted anywhere. They want you to just sit there and just lose yourself. And, you know, there's been many times people will talk about it where it's just like, all of a sudden the sun's coming up. I didn't know. I mean, unless you have, you know, a watch on your wrist, you're not going to know what time it is because they do not post the time anywhere. So I was kind of thinking like, you know, thinking that concept when it comes to the time loop thing. It's like, yeah, I mean, Vegas is very much every casino does not have a clock posted anywhere. No windows. They're all built like labyrinths is what um, uh, George Clooney's character says in uh, Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. I mean, they are. I mean, these it, the, Vegas is such. And then even 
talking to Zach last week, he even said like Vegas is the perfect spot to do a movie like this because it literally is heaven and hell in one mm-hmm. because yeah, you could go there and have the time of your life and you could walk away a millionaire if you wanted to, yep. but then you could walk away broke and beaten down. I mean, it's literally, you could see both sides of that. You could see somebody that has just scored big and is on, you know, oh, they're going to get the the suite on top of Caesar's Palace. It's all gravy and everything. And then you could see somebody just lying on the sidewalk, just broke and drunk and just done. So, I mean, I think we might be even dealing with religious aspects of it because he's even talking about, he's even talked about Tanaka being, is he a God, is he God or the devil, you know, kind of thing. It's like, yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. (laughs) It's it's a lot. It's a lot of great ideas, a lot of interesting ideas. And there's a lot of things I'm just like, I don't know what the heck is going on. Um, There's a character, um, there's one there's one thing that I'll say it's a it's an easy flaw that I had, but mm-hmm. it builds up to something interesting. So the character um that uh Samantha Wynn plays in oh, this so good. She Chambers, Chambers. She she Chambers like off gate, she's like, Yeah, I don't really trust you. I don't know what I don't trust everybody here, but I don't trust you. You know, and she gets set up. And we she knew that she the, it to herself, yeah. Yeah, we knew that the guy she was with, like, we saw him, you know, doing all the trick shots and stuff like that. And I was like, she's like, I've never killed a zombie before. I was like, wait, what the what? And so, and then all of a sudden, you know, she gets cornered. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's about to die real quick. And she just, she performs one of the best zombie action moments ever, <laughs> ever, ever recorded. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that because she did so much. Like, from a choreograph standpoint, she did a lot. But just from a physicality, like, she was just continuously moving. And I was like, the pace that she was at, I wanted the rest of the movie to go with. Because I was like, okay, if she's doing all that, I was like, her dude, he's going to save her. Like, he, as soon as she busts through, he's going to trick shot them. He's going to freaking curve the bullet. Like, it's going to be on. You know? <laughs> Everybody, they're just going to flood them. We're just going to get bullets flying everywhere. And I was, that's what I wanted. But I didn't That's what I wanted, too. That. I didn't. I didn't get that from. No. From, yeah. From I was kind of hoping. I, I was hoping Guzman w- was going to go in there and start wailing. I was like, I started going, no, no, they are not killing her off first. No. I even thought I was like in my head, just going, no, don't do it. Do not kill yeah. her off first. Yeah, I was yeah. a little disappointed in that, but at the same time, I was like, it was interesting though that she's never killed a zombie and she fucking held out for a long time. Yeah, because you know, I'm gonna say this. This is this is how I would have played it if I was that. I would have been like, you know, we we think that Goose is the one that's the goat, and he sees her, he breaks her out, you know, he sacrificed himself. Like, no, get out of here, tell everybody to leave. I got him. I'm gonna sacrifice myself. He goes and sacrifices himself, and then the rest of the film, she's helping them out. That's what I would have done because we would have never expected it. And then you have a character, you're already seeing them struggle. And you're like, okay, now we got somebody from the, the casual viewers. Like, all right, I have somebody that I'm rooting for from the progression of the rest of the film because I didn't have anything to root for for Goose, you know? And I kind of, it would have been dope to flip it on us in that moment that he just self sacrificed. But again, I, that's, that's, a, that's a, a, right, a written choice more than anything else. But 
we already knew Dave Bautista could handle himself. The issue that I had with the movie more than anything was Samantha. Now, I'm not talking about Sam, Samantha Wynn. I'm talking about his daughter. Like, <laughs> oh, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people had an issue with her. That's why she had a defense, like uh, L- uh, the actress, I forgot exactly what her name is. She was on like um, Instagram or Snapchat or something like oh. that. Where she defended herself. She defended the character. But at the same time, she also, at the very end of her video, she goes, but then she fucked up too, maybe. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> she kind of did. I mean, there's, I mean, but one of the things that I always go back to is like when Zach has talked about, he goes, oh, you're going to get the tropiest of the tropes in this. And that is a, that is a trope with these type of movies. You have, the one that caring character that cares about somebody else way too much that fucks up this whole story. And yes, it's true. It's like, why did you care about this woman so much to get her back to her kids? Yeah. I, I mean, I, we get that, but at the same time, you, I mean, that, that, that messed up that <laughs> messed up a lot of things for you to care about this woman who was like wanting to get in, crack open a slot machine to get money and get out. Yeah, I, I think that her her doing that would have been fine if she just wasn't so defiant against her dad. Like she was just openly and blindly pissed at Dave Batista's character the whole entire time, and she's the only one walking around without a freaking vest. I'm like, well, you know what? I mean, I, I you, yeah, I think there's a correlation of like the fact that she was a mom of two kids, and I think she took she took uh, you know she was like all about those kids. And the fact that her mom ended up getting offed and then, you know, her dad, you know, just being like the one that had to, you know, I think there was just a lot of that that was going on. That's why she was like so taken by the fact that she wanted to get her back because she knows what it's like to lose a mom. So I think it was like they were trying to cut, you know, it was trying to cut that deep. That's why at the very at the very end when the helicopter crashes. You know, she's all of a sudden she just realizes like, wow, you are all I have right now. And I and maybe she thought I fucked up and now you're all I have. Oh, but you're bitten. Now I got to shoot you in the head like you did. I You had to kill my mom because she turned. Now I have to kill you. Yep. So, you know, you could look at it like that. If, you know, if you're looking at when it comes to the relationships of a lot of things, but at the same time, you're going, you couldn't realize that earlier. I, I mean, I get the complaint, but I kind of look at it like, <laughs> well, it was it was progressing to this last moment where she literally had to put a fucking, you know, bullet in uh, in, in, in her father's head. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I really I, I wanted I wanted to care about their relationship. Yeah, And I think that they literally, they were put at the forefront as being the main pivotal emotional points. But every moment I saw all the emotion coming from him, I felt it. You know, that scene with Dave Bautista having to kill his wife, I felt all of it. I even felt her crying out after seeing her mom like that. But the whole entire time of the movie, she just was continuously like, self-absorbed bratty she just was not listening he he made this whole spiel and tell her like look i'll i'll lecture the idea of you coming in but please all i'm asking you to do is follow behind me because if you don't people are gonna die yeah and she she i mean technically effectively killed a whole bunch of them because she just <laughs> did not 
listen. And she openly did that. And then when we get to the end, at the end of the freaking movie, <laughs> this whole entire time trying to help Gita, she didn't even look at Gita. Like, I was like, I know the darn chopper looks <laughs> charred up, but at least let me see Gita's body because it looked like she don't even care. And I'm like, fam, bruh, look, little girl. I was so upset, bro. Like, I, I just, that's one thing. I, I watched the movie twice. I could not get over how destructive her character was for the emotional beats that I yeah. needed from the film because I was all for the action. I was all for the world building, but I, the, the connective part with most zombie movies, you have to have somebody to rally behind. Chambers already got killed. And so I'm like, all right, Dave Batista, I got you, bro. I'm right behind you. But then I'm like, dang on, every time I want to care about you, your your daughter's trashing you and making you look like nothing. And um, yeah, it's kind of hard. It was hard. I don't want to yeah. be too harsh. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I get, I, I mean, I get some of the gripes. It's fine. I mean, I overall, I mean, I I love the movie. I thought it was like you know a, unique. It was a different kind of experience. But I mean, I just love the fact that there's so many theories. You know, the time loop stuff, you know, I mean, with when it comes to uh, when it comes to Vandero and, you know, Dieter and you kind of wonder, like, what is going on with that? And we're going to be getting more. We're going to be getting a prequel. We're going to be getting a prequel anime series, which is going to be interesting. I mean, I think it it, what I think is going to happen with Army of the Dead, the people that are like, what the you know, like what the that that are going to have like a lot of that maybe didn't like it. Maybe if they watch like. When it comes to like the the prequels that are going to be coming out, it's, you know, all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, it's going to be almost like Zack Snyder just like where they go, oh, this is what you were trying to do. I'm gonna, I almost think that he's trying to pull that again, like, like yeah. oh yeah, the people that are not like that had problems with this, guess what? This is the reason why, and then he's going to yeah. come back around. That's what I'm thinking could happen. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, that but. that anime. I'm excited for that because yeah. if it's what I think it is, which is the beginning of it and kind of seeing like Dave Bautista's team, I think, you know, Joe Mangalello is, is in it and other people uh, voice acting it. I think that that is what I want. I really wanted the opening to be a whole short film. Honestly, I, if I ask Zach of anything else like that, could you make a opening you know, just a short film or a short what, little yeah. mini series, just showing the beginning it. of it. And if that's what the anime series is, I'm all for it. Like, I, yeah. I want to see that see, progression. Yeah, because I know you weren't like a fan of the way it opened. I think once the prequel series comes out, the anime series, and you know, we see what happens, I think you're going to be like, oh, okay, there you go. I'm okay with this being establishing, you know, obviously they're building up the team. But I'm loving the fact that now I know exactly what is happening because I mean there's yep. still questions too or like when you see the opening scene and the way it's shot I mean when they you have some of the characters posing in front of like a backdrop like with like a picture you're kind of going all right that's interesting it's a directing style but you're kind of going why exactly is that happening and when you see um, when you see uh, the first like when you see Scott going you know and, and you see Van Van in there trying to pull people out, like almost like a last stance thing. And then you see, you know, uh, what's her name, you know, his whatever. And the girl that shows up in the crate just drops on him. And I mean, it really just like, it's just like Snyder was going, Hey, this is not a movie or anyone's safe. I'm killing a mom and her child. 
yeah right in the beginning and he was just yeah. like fuck it all and then but then i'm gonna do there's a another part of the story that you're gonna you're gonna like i think yeah and hopefully you know so yeah because that moment with the the woman and she having to kill like the two people in the car and then having to yeah. kind of scrape through and then find their daughter and then her daughter like not able to let her go i'm like this is honestly that's classic horror yeah. like and i appreciated it and I was kind of just like, I want to actually see it. I want to see it. Because from the opening, as an opening, it's amazing. Yeah. But when I was like, I want to see this. <laughs> I wanted to, like, because they had some amazing freaking shots in that. Yeah, and man. I was like, Zach, don't toy with me, man. Is this how the movie's going to start? And just you just go with it? And But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and somebody even said in the chat, I mean, like the opening is about like it's a soccer mom that has to deal with all this. I mean, it's, I mean, she's just like I love the scenes where like she's literally getting a tattoo and just like chugging whiskey, and it's like yeah, but probably like a month ago she was going to a soccer game or something like that, you know? Yeah, but you know, it's just there's just so many things where it's like you want almost you just you just want more. I get it. You know, you yep. just want more. And I think the anime series and uh, even the uh, the prequel movie is going to give us that. It's going to satisfy that. So we'll see what happens. So, but uh, yep. yeah, anyways, um, I know it's late for you, man. I, I see you kind of rubbing your eyes, getting a little uh, sleepy there. I'm still holding in, man. I'm still, I'm still standing. I'm still strong. <laughs> You're still standing. All right. Just making sure. I know. It yeah, seems good. like uh, I mean, I was like trying to invite the panel, but I think everybody's kind of busy right now. So I don't know if there's going to be a panel that's going to be <laughs> showing up tonight, sadly. But um, yeah, so I was just making sure. I was just making sure that you're still you're still good. <laughs> hey, look, when you start seeing me like doing like this, like uh-huh. my back hurting, <laughs> that's when I got to dip. When my back starts giving out, then that's that's it. I'm done. But no, nah, I'm still good, dude. <laughs> For now, okay. okay. I was just making sure because I know it's three. You're three hours into the future. Yeah, it is one thirty-four right now. <laughs> <laughs> what time is what time is your uh, kid usually get up? Um, if I'm lucky, seven thirty, seven. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if yeah. so you get about six hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's normal. It's not a big thing. <laughs> no, it's not a big thing. Yeah. Now, is there uh, so is there anything else that like uh, currently right now that I mean we talked about Quiet Place, obviously Zack Snyder Justice League, Army of the Dead. Is there anything? Uh, okay, so what are you looking forward to? I, I guess I could should say like coming up. What's uh, what's on the top of your list right here? Mm, coming up, as far as series is concerned, um, Loki is the next big thing for Disney Plus. Yeah. Um I'm curious what they're gonna do with Loki because I'm I love Tom Hiddleston, but I I'm not really excited for Loki, but I feel like it's gonna be kind of a sleeper hit, to be honest with you. Oh, like, it, I don't I don't know why, but I feel it, like it, it, it has something. to be a it has to be a hit. I mean it's Loki because I mean everybody I mean he's been there since phase one and he was yeah. I, I can't see I mean it looks great. Every everything that I've watched from him, I mean, and it's Tom Hiddleston. He's fantastic. We want more, and I think a lot of people when we saw Endgame and he kind of escaped the, you know, 
death yet again. <laughs> How many times has he died now? <laughs> he seems to escape death pretty good. Um, I think we all kind of went, oh, okay. I mean, I think that was my reaction was like, oh, okay, that's why they, that's how they do more Loki, Loki series right there. You know, I think yeah. it was already announced even before that, but it was like, oh yeah, there, there it is right there. He just escaped in this timeline. And so yeah. I'm hoping about the flip. There's two different characters that died that came back from a different time because See? Gamora and Loki. Exactly. Are... A lot of people don't really think about that. It's like they were they were already fucking with timelines and stuff like that. They were already like they were going buck wild with all that stuff. So I mean, that's what I'm kind of curious about when Guardians of the Galaxy three is like, what do you do when it comes to Gamora? I don't know where that's they take that. Rude. How do they do that? What the flip? Um, yeah, no, that's, I I actually never even thought about Gamora on that same playing field. Um, but I do think that Loki is going to be pretty dope. Did you see somebody keeps talking about, uh, is that Ronan? What's up, Ronan? What's up, dude? Um, <laughs> have you seen, uh, have you seen Castlevania yet? I saw, I watched the first season. And I need to catch up on the rest. So oh. yeah, I know. I know. I, you know, it's funny too, is like, I was blown away by it, but for some reason, like when the second season came about, it just didn't even like jump on it. I don't know why I haven't. I know I suck. I suck because it was so good because I used to watch and play the game, you know, like on Nintendo with my brother used to play it religiously and I used to just watch mm-hmm. him. And yeah. And then I even played it too. And I'm kind of going, you know, when I watched that first season, I thought it was fantastic. I even told my brother who loved the game. I'm like, you got to watch Castlevania. And then when the season two came out, I just totally just, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I got to revisit it. So, yeah, I feel bad. I did the same thing. Don't feel bad. As soon yeah. as the first season came out, I watched it, reviewed it, was so excited. I ain't watched nothing. It was literally last week that I went from season two to four. So don't feel bad. But I can promise you this. As soon as you start season two, you're not going to be at stop. Okay. Like, take it. Take a weekend. Get some food. <laughs> chill on the couch like this and just be like. Honestly, if you did reactions, I would say react to the four season because oh, wow, they well, yeah. I mean, I, well, I saw they, your review of it. You said ten out of ten. I was like, holy shit, that's pretty good. Yeah, I the animation, and I don't I don't say this lightly because I feel like the two D animation back in the day was amazing, right for mm-hmm. for us. But anime now is next tier level and. This was the first show I've seen in a long time that I was like, man, this is as good as an anime. Like, I was really captivated by what they were able to do. But the story, though, <laughs> it's intense. It is yeah. so good. It is so good. I, I was, like, floored by it, honestly. But same thing I could say about Demon Slayer. Like, if you start Demon Slayer, that's an anime that, it starts off very tragically, but it takes you along for the ride very easily. Um, so, yeah, I would say both of those try to make some time, shove out for them and watch them. I think I can make some time. No, I, yeah, I mean, I, I really don't understand why. Like, I, I, I just, I specifically remember going, like, watching like the first three episodes of season one and texting my brother, like, dude you need to watch Castlevania. <laughs> like, you know, and I, I remember doing that back when, when that happened. And then for some reason, like after season one, I just did not 
revisit it. And I, I have no idea why, especially when like, you know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of content out there and I'm still trying to like, yeah, you've been I mean, busy. there's so much, <laughs> and I just like, and, it, and it's sad that like every night I'm on, I'm on Hulu watching reruns of family matters or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's just something like, like at the end of the night, I just like, ah, I don't want to really think. I just want to like, Oop, you know, and uh, yeah. And that's what, that's what I, I'm like, wait, I got a Hulu account. Family Matters is on and I'm going to watch some Family Matters right now instead of watching something new. I know I need to, I need to like uh, prioritize what I watch. I mean, I could still do the rerun watch, but at the same time, it's like, hey, watch some of the new shit and you know relatively i do like when it came to uh you know like i said love love death robots mm-hmm. when season two came out i just binge watched that well i mean luckily it was smaller season but when it came out like that saturday i was like boop there we go i'm just gonna watch the whole thing because it was just like i knew you know but I, you know i but i didn't review it or anything like that i was just kind of like i just want to watch it didn't really yeah. tell you know, and the same thing with Jupiter's Legacy. I was like, I was going to review it, but I it took me a couple of weekends to get through it because it was a little slow. It was a little slow. You know, yeah. it was it, it was like it started off somewhat strong, and then it kind of was like, all right, now we're, it's kind of slow moving. And, you know, some of the action was a little, you know, CW-esque, where it was like, eh, and then, <laughs> but it was fine. And then all of a sudden, the last two episodes, then it started really kicking in the gear. And then it left off in that cliffhanger. And I went, oh, well, yeah. okay. Damn. Yeah. This is not bad. It's not bad at all. So. Yeah. I would say, man, just, you know, do what's best for your sanity, bro. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know we were so much alike. So every night. I go on Hulu <laughs> right before I go to bed and I turn on Hey Arnold. I, I just let Hey Arnold season one just let it go through and I just turn over and sleep. Yes. There's something about there's something about watching old series that you used to watch as a kid that is comforting. There's just something about it. Like you have a day of like you know, you did work and then you did more work and then more work on top of that. And you just want to kind of unwind and just, you don't want to really think you don't want to, yeah. that you don't really want to watch something new because mm. you're tired. Your brain's not all there. So you just want to like, Hey, something familiar, you know, and you just put it on, you know, I've done that many times. I mean, like the first thing that, that when, when Disney, when I got Disney plus, I was like, boy meets world. Fucking watching that like crazy because that's from my childhood too. You know, it's like just things like that. No, I'm yeah. There's just something about that where it's just it's comforting. It's like a blanket. Yeah, I definitely put on some Darkwing Duck, some Tailspin, some Goof Troop. Put in a little bit so weird. I was I was definitely looking (laughs) since Disney Plus dropped. But um, no, man. I mean, yeah. That that's what's so it's it. And, it, and, it, and it's like, it, it is kind of weird. Like now we're in this spot, uh, you know, 2021 where you could literally go. I mean, when, when you watch those shows, when you were a kid, that was appointment viewing. Like you yep. literally had to like, look it up in a TV guide or something like that. You had to be like, Oh wait, you know, Hey Arnold's going to be on it this time or boy meets world. You know, there, there's going to be something that, you know, you had to like be in front of the TV at a certain time. Now we literally could just, throw it up on our phones or whatever the hell we could just put it on our TVs, whatever we want. It's crazy to think about that. I don't know 
it just yeah. tripped me out. Yeah. Yeah. The um, Disney Plus is kind of like it's doing some really amazing things. But then Paramount Plus said, look, hold on. Let me hold, hold my beer real quick. You love all those Nickelodeon shows? We got all of them. You want all oh, real monsters? We got it. Dude, like, I'm afraid. I- <laughs> I'm afraid like, to like go on the Paramount. I haven't gotten Paramount Plus yet, but I'm like, oh man, because I'm still trying dangerous. to like, yeah, dude. dude. I mean, there's, I, it, oh man, I remember. Do they have? Are you afraid of the dark episodes on there? Oh yes. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I figured it. Did. I, figured <laughs> I, it did. I, I, I didn't want to say it, but I was like, yeah, no, no. Dude. Oh, are you man. afraid of dark? Oh, when it came to <laughs> that was appointment viewing too. I remember. Saturday nights, man. I don't know. I don't remember what time it was. It wasn't too late. It was like probably like seven or maybe even eight o'clock. Watching. Are you afraid of the dark? What was that? The orange couch that they used to do? Because I forget. Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I forget what it was called. But it was a lot of different shows during that time. And yeah, Are You Afraid of Dark was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I I love Are You Afraid of Dark. I, I mean, I think it was because Are You Afraid of Dark, like, it reminded me of the Goosebumps books. I don't know if you read the Arl Stein Goosebumps books. I, I mean, did. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of there were some parallels to some of those stories where it was like, huh, that reminds me of this book. Yeah, now it was yeah. appointment viewing. Even when like friends came over or anything like that, and they were spending a night, we were yeah. Are you afraid of dark? <laughs> yeah, appointment viewing. And now, oh man, <laughs> Midnight Society. I call this story. <laughs> and they throw that thing over the fire. And yeah. it's like cad, man. <laughs> now yeah, I'm gonna have to because Goosebumps was kind of like you know, you would see that during the daytime, but are you afraid of dark? You would see that at nighttime. Yeah. Like it's kind of like the darker, you know, more adult version of Goosebumps, but but no, I, I used to love it, dude. And there was a show, um, and this is dating me really bad, called So Weird. Yes, I think I remember. And it's on Disney Plus, and I used to love that show. And I was like, Very "Weird, yeah." Let me start binging, <laughs> but not tell anybody. Never review it. Never tell anybody. I ever looked at the show, but I used to love that because there's a dude up there. What was his name? Ah, I forgot his name, but he was in a, a Disney film that I used to love called Brink. And um, I used to love Brink, dude. Like I used to rollerblade a lot. I used to play uh, hockey, like street yeah. hockey, and I used to rollerblade a lot. And I love Brink. And then when he kind of showed up on that show, I was like, oh, okay, let's see what it's about. And I gravitated towards So Weird. And um, yeah, it's just dating me. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> Dude, don't even worry, man. I get da- I date myself all the time when it comes to that, man. I'm like, you know, people are like, people are like, wait a minute, you're how old? And I'm like, yeah, what can I say? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm 37. What can I say? That's me right there. So I know you don't want. It's almost like you don't want to admit it, but it's like you have to, especially when I'm like live streaming or something like that. You just got to, you know. But then, but then I love the fact that people just kind of go, "Whoa, you look like you're fucking 27." I'm like, "Thank you. (laughs) That's what I want to hear." You know. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. So, like, I'll gladly date myself when people go like, "Hey, you don't look like you are." The- yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. So, don't worry about dating yourself, man. There's yeah, a lot of people will be able to say nice things and say, "You don't look it. You don't look it." Like, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, the um, interesting thing is, so I cut my hair, 
I haven't like had like a, a fade or a box out fade in a very long time. And I realized I was like, man, it makes me look younger. And I was like, crap. The only reason why I did it though is this is kind of the shameless plug. One of my good friends, Jarrell's Alexandria, he's making what's called a a, a visual audio book, basically, where basically sound is the emphasis of everything. Like think, you know, old school Dick Tracy, where everybody looked at it or watched it, you know, through like the radio and whatnot. But he's also having the actors like actually record. And so I'm playing two different characters. I played one character already. And then the other one, like I have to change like my hair up for it. And so I kind of had to grow my hair out and all this crap. And so that was the reason why I did it. But the, the story is basically called Batman Flamingos. And I know that sounds crazy, but the concept is a no win scenario for Batman that in no way, shape, or form, he is not going to win. And what does that mean? And this takes place much later in the future as well. And so one of the characters I had to play was uh, Two-Face. And then the other one is actually a Dick Grayson. Um, And so the the vocals for it are, you know, that's one thing. But trying to actually act out the visual side is going to be a little challenge. Um, But, yeah, that's going to be probably releasing sometime during – Halloween. That's what he's trying to get towards. But speaking of, you used to do a lot of skits and stuff like that. Are you are you planning on doing any like get short back. films or films? I need or to, I, you know what? I need to get back into that. You know, it's one of the things where like you know, like every now and again, it's like I'll do something on like my 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 live show. I'll do like a little sketch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I and every time I do it, and I'll release that little segment as a separate video, but yeah, I need to do, you know, one of the things I used to do, you know, when I would review movies was I would do like a little skit even before that. Like when I got the green screen, when I was like, when I figured out, I was like, Oh wait, I know how to do green screen now. I could do it. Like, you know, I like immediately would do like a little thing where I was like in whatever movie I was, um, reviewing right at the beginning and i'm like man that was actually i always thought that was something kind of cool you know or something i was like you know i should do that again just open it up like that i think yeah i definitely need to get back into doing that i mean like uh you know and then of course i have the whole casual batman thing where i need to you know sometimes i take a break from that because that could be very taxing when it comes to doing video i was trying to do live streams with casual batman and that (laughs) That was brutal. I mean, anybody who's watching, if you're wondering why I don't do uh, live streams with Casual Batman, that was absolutely fucking brutal on my voice. For a half an hour, I would do live streams just doing that voice and sweating in that mask. It was just, it, it was just too much. Like where I was like, I literally had no voice at the end of that. And yeah. I was sweating my ass off in that mask for half an hour underneath, like all these, you know, my lights that I have lights. for my, yeah, it's just, it was, it, it was too much. It was too much. It got to be to the point of too much, but I'm like, but if I were to do just a regular video about it, you know, I, I, I can do that, but I just kind of took a break. I do that. I take breaks with casual Batman, but I'm going to like, yeah. you know, get back into it. I already have like a couple ideas where I'm going to bring them back, but yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, it could be pretty taxing. Yeah, it, it, I think that for me, like, I've directed a couple of different short films, I've acted in a couple of different things, and yeah. I, as much as I love to review, I love to create. 
And it's kind of like a little break and reprieve from doing this as kind of like you you took the concept of like, I'm reviewing movies or I'm talking about this, but it's a job. Really, ultimately, it's ultimately a job. And it's kind of like when you used to remember like, oh, well, we're going to go to the movies and just see it. That's it. We're not going to review it. Or we're going to go and watch this and just riff off with our friends. But instead, now it's more of a priority thing. It's kind of like when you create something, though, like it can be like something really euphoric and really fun. And I would say, man, dude, if if you get time, just make like a small little miniseries. Like, like have like every, I don't know, every three weeks or every month or something like that. Like this is this episode of whatever. And then kind of mm-hmm. let it kind of progress because. I used to love you, little Batman, Joyce, and I used no, to love no, you dude. too. No, 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 you're right. I mean, uh, I mean, I even I remember like a while ago, I even did Casual Superman at one point. I did like I remember I did a video with like when when BBS was coming out. I did a Casual Batman, Casual Superman trailer or teaser, whatever the fuck. And you know, it was challenging. It was just me doing it by myself, and. The overall product, I was like so satisfied by it, you know. Just yeah. Anytime that I've done, even recently, when I've done either like a sketch for like the show or something like that, I've yeah, I find I, I kind of find myself being going like, wow, I love that I just created something, as opposed yeah. to just you know, just I mean, I love doing the whole talking thing. I mean, because I just love talking and discussing. Yes, I love that. But at the same time, you're right. There's something about just. You got to like almost take a break and just like, hey, create something as opposed to just talk about something that somebody else created, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. do something yourself. And yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, yearning for a little bit more of that right now. And I need to somehow like balance and do that. It's just I think it's just kind of difficult because I started a new job, even though I'm working from home, I'm trying to like focus as much as I can on it. During the day, I mean, that's the thing. That day job can just really screw that up, man. Dude, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, it's it's hard. Like, I mm-hmm. my work days are. I started seven o'clock is when my job starts, and then I don't end until sometimes four or four thirty. And so, yeah. what do you what do you do? Like, uh, oh, uh, I'm an IT guy. <laughs> That's all I can really technically say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm an IT specialist. So it's a lot of technical stuff that I'm always doing on a regular basis. But it's just hard. Like, it's, it's hard to kind of like... Are you going into an office or are you just working from Oh, no. Home? Thankfully, thankfully, I've been able to kind of work from home. That's That's been a real blessing. Um, yeah. But normally, regularly, I'd be having like suit, tie, all the things and going in. But... Not not since <laughs> March of 2020, and, <laughs> you know, it's everything. The world is effectively completely different. And I think yeah. you know, things are going to change back. But for right now, like it is a blessing to be able to be home and take care of my son and, and do all the things and stuff. But um, it's just hard. Like it's hard to sit there and work, 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 work. And then you on top of that, you're about to start working on this. Yeah. And it's like you ask yourself as a content creator, how much time do you have to just really enjoy yourself? For me as a dad, as a husband, I have a small bit, but it's kind of like for you, you can really take advantage and just kind of just like create and then just enjoy the atmosphere of something you do yourself outside of all this. Because I think for my mental sanity, sometimes I just need to create something. Like I used to make 
you know, AMV videos. I used to go and like shoot little short stories, a little mini series. And even though I have no time at all, I'm working on a small little mini series myself. And hmm. I'm really excited to film it whenever things get back to normal. But I think it's important for, for our mental health yeah. to give people so much. We have to also equally put so much back into us um, for just our joy, man. Like, this stuff will beat you down hard. Oh, yeah. Dude, trust me. There's so many. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because anytime that somebody goes, you know, hits me up messaging or something like that and they go, you know, hey, man, I love your stuff. I'm thinking about starting my own YouTube channel and I don't know exactly how to approach it. I'm like, just put on the camera, see what happens and then just try things like crazy. I mean, not everything's going to work. There's so many things where just didn't work with with me. But at the same time. Um, even like things that don't seem like they are working, but you find satisfaction for, I don't know. There's certain things where I like, you know, obviously when it comes to being a YouTuber, you you look at that view count, you look at the subscriber count, you're kind of seeing like how you're growing. You're looking at the analytics, maybe certain things don't work, but at the same time you go, well, there's just something about this that I'm doing that Mm -hmm. it's fun. And when I put it together, I'm like really satisfied by it. And I think uh, sometimes that can get lost when you're too busy kind of going like, well, that didn't work, but this works over here. And maybe you don't enjoy it as much, but it did work. I don't know. There's just so so much of a balance that you have to do. Because yeah. like you said, when you create something, um, you know, as opposed to just talking about something, maybe just create something that, I mean, there's been times where I've, I, you know, I had a segment where I'd be arguing with myself and I'd have it go cut back and forth with like, and it's just, it's something so simple as, me just talking to myself, you know, glasses and then no glasses, but it's two different angles. And it's like, I'm yeah. talking to myself. I think, you know, I've showed those videos and those are really fun to do and put together. And when I'm, and when I, when I see the final product, I'm like, wow, that really worked. How did I pull that off? When I literally just, you know, it was just literally just me at one side and then the other, and just the, the final product looks pretty cool. But at the same time, when I like put those out there as like a video, eh, didn't really hit as much and i went yeah maybe that's not the way to go but at the same time i'm going yeah but they were a lot of fun to do so maybe i said yeah it's just things like that like when it comes to creating content it's one of those Mm -hmm. it's just one of those struggles i guess you could say yeah yeah me and um me and like i said my friend jerrell like we talk about that all the time of like the concept of like just kind of creating for you uh, and then finding the balance of how do you also create, but then also make sure that other people can kind of like vibe with it as well in whatever yeah. capacity. Sometimes I know for a fact I'm going to create something that nobody's going to watch. And I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with it. Like literally there's That's sometimes the like thing. I just make stuff because I like it, you know, yeah. but it, I think it gets hard when as a critic where I have to kind of meet like a certain quota or get this review out at a certain time it gets a little hard to make time to shift in something that i just like i don't care if this gets any views or not i really wanted to do it i love it you know and i think that's also really important and so we can kind of keep our sanity i think it's a good thing to understand what that balance means for us um no i mean i think that's i mean like I said, I mean, not everybody's going to be like, just jump on certain things. I mean, I think that's where a lot of people kind of go, hey, you know, I tried to do this thing and it didn't work. And so I'm just going to give up. Like, no, you can't. 
There's so many things that are just not going to work. But like you said, you know, if it satisfies you and then you have like your diehard fans or whatever the hell that just love that, um, keep on doing it, you know? And, and it's funny too, when it comes like going back to casual Batman, I mean, that's a character I've been doing for a while. And like I said, it can be taxing because it's a whole process. I have to like blacken my eyes, put on the mask, the sure, you know, and just, you know, get into that, you know, and do that, that voice. And, you know, I thought, I thought doing a live stream, it, it was fun, but at the same time, like I said, it was just, holy crap. And I remember even like, you know, some of my friends on here too would be like, dude, how are you doing that for half an hour? I'm like, I don't know. I have no voice now. Like it's gone. Like I don't know why I decided to do live streams. I'm like, live streams may be too much. I think that is a character that needs to be just recorded. And, you yeah. know, because there's been many times where I've, you know, done videos where I'm just commentating about it, about stuff and people like just get a kick out of it. And I even laugh my ass off. I'm like, I said that, <laughs> you know, I, I, there's some stuff that I'm like, I said that I need to, I need to just go back to just doing those types of videos with him. Don't do like full on live stream stuff. Do the jump cuts, do the edited stuff. That's a character that you can't just like have, like, I mean, you have to be, if I'm going to do live streams, you got to be fully on and do that voice. I mean, yeah, it was just something that I tried and, and I just couldn't, I couldn't hold out because it was just way too taxing on the voice. And yeah. So, but he's coming back you know, guys. He is. I have an, I have like a couple of ideas and he will be coming back, not in live stream form. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Have you have you ever gone back to some of your older videos oh, and like you God. said, kind of questioned your decisions for videos? <laughs> Many times, dude. I, I've been like, there's like I've been talking about like watching my very first video, just critiquing my first video. I want to do like one of those just to see, just watch my first video and just see like, oh God, how bad it is and cringe at myself. But I'm I, I, I like, I fear it. I'm like, I don't want to, uh, so, cause I already know it's going to be so bad. <laughs> Dude. So I was, I was going back through like my old videos today and like, I realized back, shoot, man, 2014, 2013, 2012, I wasn't doing thumbnails. <laughs> I wasn't editing or anything i literally neither no was editing, i no credit. it was just like i'm recording it's online you got the title that's it and i'm like at this point at this stage in time i'm never going back and putting thumbnails on this but i'm kind of like looking like gosh why did i do that you know and and at the same time like the reason why i asked you the question is as much as like i critiqued like the fact that i didn't make a thumbnail or whatever I was listening to myself. I was like, man, I sound so passionate and happy. You know, <laughs> it's just interesting to go back and see why you started. Yeah. I think that there's a, there's a, there's a thing about doing that sometimes that'll help keep you motivated to see how far you've gotten. Yeah. And I think, yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally with you because I think it's just like you said, when you watch those old videos, you go, Oh yeah, this is when I wasn't, really thinking about the brand or I wasn't yeah. thinking about the channel. I was just going, I want to like do a video about this. And, you know, and there's like even some old, old sketches where I go, that was funny. I mean, I was like committed to 
literally just like doing something that was funny that only probably f- 10 people saw maybe and exactly. half of them were my family or something like that you know it's like but there yeah. was something there was you could see in yourself that like oh wait that was just me kind of going like you know passionate now i mean and, and in, even with you know with being in today's society you kind of go oh man you know there's so many things where people like obviously you know you have an online presence and then you you say one thing and some people you know are going to come at you they're just going to come at you now i mean that's part of the biz now where before it was nothing you just did whatever the hell you want because you didn't have that much of an online presence now you have an online presence now people go well why'd you say it like this man i didn't like the way you said that you know or something and it's man it could be a struggle. It could be a struggle because, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'll say stuff. I'll be unfiltered and I'll even do, you know, little sketches on the show where I'm like trying to be, you know, as edgy as possible. That sometimes though, I'll be like, is this a little too much? I'll like second guess. I hate the second guessing. That's, that's the bad part is the second guessing. I really hate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a tricky one. Cause I know for a fact, I talked before, before I say goodnight to my wife, my wife was like, don't say nothing crazy online. And I was like, <laughs> see, don't worry. See, that's, I'm not- <laughs> that's a thing. It's like, you literally like have to go, wait a minute, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, I mean, and doing live stuff. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you'll just shoot from that and I'll joke about it too. I'm like, well, that just got me canceled right now, guys. I'm canceled. I'll say that. Every I almost say that almost every live show, like, well, that just got me canceled right now. So we're I'm done. They're yeah, coming for my, me, guys. <laughs> my um our uh, we did the spoiler review on Army of the Dead, and one of my uh <laughs> one of my outlet members, his name's Lucas. Lucas is completely unfiltered, he does not care. And he says something, <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I'm about to end this right now because we might get canceled over that. But it happens. It just, I mean, sometimes it really does happen. And yeah. it's hard because I think that that's where I'm like, yeah, I need to do something creative because maybe that'll keep me. Because like, I can be as wild and expressive as I want to be on something that I'm creating. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the things I like about acting. Acting, you can really be whatever you want to be. You, anything that's bottled up in here, you can just really kind of just let it out. And like for the the two face role or whatever, like uh, Jarrell was like, yeah, he can kind of barely talk on this side of his face, and his voice is shot. So I need you to project, but at the same time, know that this person is mentally ill. And I was like, okay, bet. But I had to. I mean, I I told my wife, I was like, look, I need a whole afternoon on a Saturday. Can you get our son out? Because I'm going to be making a lot of weird noises. I don't want to freak y'all out. <laughs> and I just need to, I, I need to be able to go for it. And I spent like hours really just fine tuning what that character looked like and what he sounded like. And I let it all out. But I was kind of like, I would have never expressed that any other way on a live stream. You know what I'm saying? But it felt good to do, um, even though it took a lot. Um, that's, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. No, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you just got to keep challenging yourself, man. I mean, when you see some of these other, you know, YouTubers that, um, you know, they have one specific, I mean, it's funny too, because sometimes 
something will just work. And, you know, you got your Chris Stuckman's going back to Chris Stuckman. I mean, you brought him up. I, I've, I mean, he was one of the reasons why I, you know, was inspired. Like, oh, yeah, let me do that because I enjoyed his reviews. Jer- Jeremy Johns, same thing. You know, uh, and uh, oh, thank God the Giants beat the Dodgers. Yay. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody oh, just, wow. uh, yeah, Jose just reminded me who's the Dodgers fan. I'm a Giants fan. He's right. Thank God. Jace. <sighs> Anyways. All right. That, that lifted up my spirits a little bit. Anyways. <laughs> no, but like, no, but like you see their stuff and it's like, they've been doing kind of the same thing. Maybe their backgrounds have changed, their hairs changed, but they've been relatively doing the same thing. But at the same time, they've changed probably just the way that they've critiqued. You could see the difference between like how they talk now. You know, that's what's changed. They've made subtle differences, but even at the same time, Chris Tuckman has created short films. He's made short films that he's put out there, and yep. you know, I've watched them, and you know good they're good i'm like maybe chris tuckman will end up being a, a filmmaker full-on one of these he days but, he definitely yeah. will <laughs> yeah i think he will because he does have the talent you know when it comes yeah. to jeremy johns i've seen him like you know he'll he'll do like a documentary type style of like this is my month of may right now and he'll film something mm-hmm. like that you know something that he that they tried something that they're doing as opposed to just talking about um, a subject or a movie, you know, and I'm like, you know, but they, but their main thing is just critiquing and they have their style. They've niched that and people go to them and they know that. And I, and I, and I absolutely love that, but yeah, but yeah, sometimes you just got to get out of your comfort zone and just like, Hey, let me try something different, man. I'm going to try something different and try something. Let's see what happens with this. Does it work all the time? No, you know, it's just trial and error. Yeah. Um, let's see fourth 1000 yeah i do have some on youtube uh it's on my channel but if you want to get the direct links um just hit me up on twitter and uh, i can send them to you directly with the full links but it's on our it's on our youtube channel um he's asking like where any of my yeah you know what's funny is I, i have little i have little short things that i've directed that i have not yet let people know where they're at on youtube <laughs> really yeah I, i'm like i'm waiting i'm like hmm because yeah i've had i have a couple of things like like uh when i first got on youtube and i started like a little thing where i was like putting my little short stuff that i made in either video production or just made just with friends that mm-hmm. i put on youtube but i was like you know what i'm not gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna like incorporate that that's another like idea i'm like i'm gonna bring it into this and like maybe you know watch it react it or just do something with it i don't know mm-hmm. but i have yeah i have little short films that i've done before or little sketches or something like that that are out there in the ether i even did a music video at one point where yeah, it was pretty elaborate too. Like it was, it was, you know, it was for a contest that, you know, me and three other friends went, Hey, do you think we could do this? And I went, Let's do it, man. And we fucking did. And it turned out pretty damn well. I mean, it was, it was low quality because we didn't have, this was like back before, like when, when HD was becoming the, the norm. Yeah. But we still had, we still had a DV camera and it was just like, <laughs> or at least I did. I didn't have HD. It was like, 
it's the low quality, but but it almost adds something to it. That low quality, like really just adds something where it's like, oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Look at that thing. That thing's you know, that's old school right there. And I'm like, yes. So one of these days, I'm gonna visit all that stuff and it's it's gonna be fun. We'll see what happens with that. You're gonna have to like DM me like one of those. I'll I'll, I'll tell anybody, I won't critique you. I just want to I'll I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I like, yeah, I'll show I'll uh, yeah, I'll even try to find I'll dig up some of that stuff and I'll be like, you know, yeah, look at this little short thing I did at one point. I mean, I I mean I think I've even let some people know, like when I was in um high school uh, we were all it was cool because my teacher was awesome because i remember i took regular video production and the teacher was just like a strict a-hole i did not like him like nobody really liked this teacher he was like all right you got to get like in groups of this and you got to talk about ideas and try to do an idea and i was like it was just for some reason i it just didn't really gel with me but yeah when it came to that, I remember there was one guy who was like the leader of our group. And I was like, dude, just what do you want me to do? I'm goofy. What do you want? Me? And, and it was just basically I was like his I was like his main actor and I would do some goofy shit, fall down or whatever the hell. Uh-huh. We had like three videos we did and they were really ridiculous. And it had me doing physical comedy. And I was like, cool, whatever. And then when I took advanced video, it was a whole different teacher. And he was cool as hell. He was like, all right. You guys just come up with something, come up with two ideas and then talk with people and see what it's just, just, just mingle. He mainly just was like, let's just mingle. And, you know, a couple of us just got together and we made this crazy like war film. We made this crazy like student, like a uh, student educational film that was funny as hell. You know, that that was actually played on the morning show. That's how funny it was. It was like we got together and we like combined our brains. And it was like, I mean, it was funny because the main dudes were like talking about certain things. And I was like the mic guy. And I was like all up in their face with like the boom mic, like literally where I was rubbing their noses with it. It was like that kind of parody thing where I was like just getting up in all of it. It was it was it was funny. And and they were hilarious just being themselves. So it was like a whole thing. And like, it was so funny that the teacher was like, we're putting it on the morning show. That's how funny that is. And then yeah. when it came to my idea, what I wanted to do, I, wa- I don't know if you're familiar with a movie called Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Yes. I <laughs> yeah, I got very inspired by that. Me and my friends got very inspired by that. And I was like, I want, let's make something like that. Mm-hmm. And so we made a movie like that and I called it Kung Fui, you know, and it's out there. It's on YouTube somewhere. I mean, somebody's going to like go YouTube it right now. I guarantee you they're going to type it in and probably find it. But you know, like, it had all the workings of all that. It had voiceovers. I did all the voices and we had the sound effects that we ripped off of like a Bruce Lee movie. And, you know, I think, of it, yeah, <laughs> you're looking it up right now, aren't you? <laughs> How dare you, sir? I definitely was. Yeah, no, no, dude. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. I still remember, like, I mean, this is what's this is what's so fun about like you, <laughs> this is what's so I'm funny about like, yeah about like you said about but, uh, creating. I, think I lost my, uh, my audio again. Oh, what you lost your audio, guys. Technical difficulties. Damn, three hours. Yeah, that's right, Ryan. Just three hours. That's right. That's All right, I'm back. Oh, you're back. I'm back. 
No, but like I was yeah, saying, I was definitely looking it up. Yeah, I, I knew you were. I saw you looking down at your phone. I was like, yeah, you'll find it. You'll probably find it if you type <laughs> it in just right. Um, but like it was funny because that was before we had all this kind of technology. You know, that was like, yeah, digital was a thing, but it was new, you know. And the fact of the matter is, I remember we um, like me and my buddy were trying to figure out how do we put the voiceovers and the sound effects on, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was literally like um, anytime there was a sound effect, he goes, "Okay, this is what we're going to do. He goes, I'm going to hit record. And anytime you think there's going to be a sound effect, hit hit the mic. Just like that. Just hit the mic and we'll put in a sound effect that we think is cool. And so we literally, that's what we did. Like we went through like the whole edited, you know, little short film. And then uh, when I knew there was like a punch or a slap or something, I just went boop, boop, boop. And then we placed, you know, sound effects that we ripped off. Like, cause I had DVDs of, you know, Bruce Lee movies and we just ripped off those sound effects. And then when we finally synced everything together, I mean, talk about, just being overwhelmed of not overwhelmed, but satisfied of like how good it was. Like we were on the ground laughing of like, wow, this really worked. But then we can't, it got to the point where we're like, okay, so how do we actually edit it onto the video? We couldn't do it. (laughs) We were like, we, cause we were playing it simultaneously, like through an audio thing and the video, but we couldn't mash it together to put it on one file because this was way before, you know, like talk about dating yourself. Yeah, talk about it. So what I had to do was go into school the next day early to use the editing um, doc, which that's how I learned how to edit people, by the way. I mean, like I learned on an actual doc in the, you know, all the dials and shit like that. It was it was uh, it was pretty cool. Not, Not as gnarly as like they do on films, but it was like a small version of that. So I got in there and I remember I was like literally like it was, I was there before school started. Even my teacher wasn't there. I was like waiting outside the door and he shows, he's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, dude, I got something. And then when we got into the editing room and then synced it all up, he sat there and watched it. My teacher sat there and laughed his ass off watching <laughs> this little short film that was, you know, just a parody of a Kung Fu movie. And yeah, it's just like that. That's one of those moments that I'll never forget. Like when it comes to like you talk about content creating and just try to utilize the tools that you had at the time. And there's just something like really satisfying about utilizing certain tools that, you know, right. I didn't know I could do that with this stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. Nah, that's that's freaking dope, dude. Uh, I'm definitely gonna go look up that uh, that video later. Um, man, I shouldn't say this, guys, because people are gonna look it up. Ah, uh, do it. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "What do you got? What do you got? What do you got, Sam? What do you got? What?" So before I started doing uh, reviews, um. I used to make a lot of mashup videos. Like I would like mash up anything. Like it might be like the chipmunks singing random pop songs, like, or it might be like a AMV anime video, but I used to challenge myself with dancing, <laughs> <laughs> like actual dancing. And so we had like a little group of people that we would go and like legit go and dance. And 
I filmed and recorded a lot of dance videos to the point that we had a series of them and I ended up making a dance movie that has never wow. been released nor probably ever will be released. <laughs> and I made a sequel to that that probably never would get released either. But the funny thing is about the sequel is that the camera work, I put so much time into it, oh. edited it so well. Like I loved it. Like it was like, we went and shot on different locations in different cities. Like we made it a whole storyline and um, I never did anything with it because I was just like, well, you know what? Nobody's ever going to care about this. So we did it though, but I, I never released it. But like when you were talking about that, I was kind of like, dang, did I do yeah. that? Flip. I did do it. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, oh, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Somebody find that right away. Link it in the super. No, please don't do that. <laughs> well, I know. Like, I'm the same way. I'm the same way about my stuff, too. I'm like, oh, hopefully nobody finds it. I don't know. Somebody's going to find it. I already know it. But yeah, I mean, that's what's so great about that, though. It's like, you know, but that was just you being creative at that time. Yeah. yeah. When you look back at it, you're like, God damn, what the hell was I thinking? But at the same time, you go, hey, it's just being creative, you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, you, you could you, you know that filmmakers now are just going like, what the hell was I thinking back, you know, this stuff that I used to do. It's just the way it is, man. It's awesome. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, back one of my first jobs, and that's probably why I'm on YouTube right now. I used huh. to work at Blockbuster. Ah, there you go. I, I always, I always, employee. dude. I've always, I always wanted to work at a video store. That was like, that was like a dream job for me because, man, when it came to Fridays or even Saturdays, I mean, my mom, my mom's still in the chat. How many times that we would go to the local Fox Video or go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video, whatever the hell. I mean, that was like, that was my, that was my theme park on Friday nights. Like, what am I gonna rent? Yeah, so yeah. I, I I I really wish I I'm, I'm envious of you for working at a blockbuster. I'm it's, it's so weird and cheesy. I don't think I've ever vocally said this, but when I was a lot younger and like we my small town, like we got a blockbuster, I was like, I want to work there. Like I was a kid, I would go in there and I was like looking at all the videos, reading the back covers, and it's this is yeah. weird because you kids nowadays will never get this, but I would go and pick up you know, the VHS or the DVD and turn it outside, like read what it was about. Like, oh man, I really want to check this out. And I'll be in my head. I'm like, this is what I want to watch next week. This one, watch this. And I might not, I'd be window shopping for film. And I I knew this was, I was like, this is the job that I want. I want this job. And it's kind of like, I got thrown out of a couple of blockbusters because people thought I was trying to steal movies. I was like, I just want to read the back of the cover. <laughs> and um, eventually, lo and behold, you know, um, I ended up working there and I worked there for years. I ended up becoming a manager. But I think what ended up happening was, you know, I've been going and window shopping so long and understood like film so well that people would kind of come up to the front register like, you know, what movie should I get? And all I would need to do is they just need to tell me what kind of genre or what they're interested in. I had it yeah. all in my head. I would be able to play by play and let them know what the movie was without spoiling it. And that's literally what I ended up. It, it created me into a critic without yeah. me knowing. At the time, I was kind of just like, oh, I'm giving people what they want. As a customer service representative, I'm letting them know 
this is what your experience could be. This is what you should watch. This is my recommendation. But I was like, later on thinking about it, I was like, this made me a critic. And it was crazy because there was hundreds of films that on the regular basis I was just putting in my brain. And they'll never go away now. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> no, I did. I mean, that's that's you let you lived my dream. That was my I, I applied at Blockbusters, Hollywood videos. I did. Yeah. I remember, I mean, I think that was what I applied to first when I was like first looking for a job, you know. But I ended up getting a job at KFC as a fry cook. I'm like, nah, that was not as satisfying. That's for damn sure. I wanted to work at a, I wanted to, you know, because I remember, I think even like, even back then I knew that Quentin Tarantino worked at a video store and that's where he was like started and blah, blah, blah. And I think even Kevin Smith said that too. Cause I was like, I was all about Tarantino and Kevin Smith at that point in my life and i was like they worked at video stores i gotta work at a video store and i think i have i remember like i think when i was in high school and i was like i gotta get a job i try to apply it like any video store i could and i never got a job man i think i oh man such a missed opportunity they, they turned me down a lot like yeah. i applied i applied to all different ones they were oh, like yeah. no we don't need you, you kid like do you even know how to do this and i was like bro i know this store better than you you don't know it yeah, I've worked my You're whole like, life for this moment. I'm in here once a week. I'm in here once a week. I know where everything is. And you don't even know. God, man. I mean, it was like, especially a block. I mean, when, when Blockbusters came out, I mean, that was like Disneyland on Friday nights or was. even Saturdays, depending. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think one of the, the best like memories you would have is like either you spent the night at your your best friend's house or your friend's house and they're like hey let's go to blockbuster and then not only did you rent movies but you rent video games as well right so like what right. video game are you going to rent as well not just a movie but a video game there was something about that and then yeah blockbuster was just the way that it was just you you walk in there it's just like oh but i did like the local video store you know atmosphere too like when it came to me it was fox video um and you know it's a lot more it's smaller but you know and then of course you have that you know you have that certain section that had the uh the curtain or the curtain <laughs> or, or the beads you know you kind of walk by and you're like hey you know you're kind of like looking like cover it <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> you're like oh, i want to go in there i want to go in there because Blockbuster didn't have that section. They were like, no, oh, no, no. No, no. Blockbuster never. Hollywood video, they didn't have that adult section. But those local video stores definitely had those, uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> had those adult sections that were in its own room with, like, you know, <laughs> either the beads that went down or a curtain or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the riskiest thing that Blockbuster used to have, because I used to do it with the shelves every morning, was the anime section and the extreme horror section. Extreme yeah. horror section, anime section was always in like the second to laugh cuff towards the bottom. Nobody would know. And you'd be just like, oh, let me see what, oh, Ninja Scroll. Let's check this out. And the family comes by, is that a good movie? Like, no, don't. No, don't not for you. That's, that's <laughs> not for you, kids. It's, it's not oh, a cartoon. Dude. It's not a cartoon. See, that's, that's, <laughs> Dude, I, I would love going to the horror section because just, I mean, the, the covers were so, 
like they really just like spent so much time on those covers where it was like it was frightening and you were like what is this about oh oh my god look at that i mean like there was just something about it it's like yeah you didn't rent it because obviously your parents were like nap you're too young for that blah 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 Mm -hmm. but i flocked to the horror section just because the covers would be like wow look at that that looks frightening you see some oh leprechaun what's leprechaun about oh it's a killer leprechaun of course yeah you know you just you would take it and you would look at the back or something like that but you see those covers but yeah sadly you had to rent something that was of course not so risque not so r-rated sadly but you know my mom was cool though sometimes she would let yeah she knew i mean it was always funny though because Growing up with movies, I mean, obviously, you know, when, you know, when it came to being really young, it was like, all right, got to, you can't watch that stuff. But, you know, but once mom left, dad was like, what do you want to watch? Aliens, Predator, what, you know, Total Recall, what are we doing here? But my dad was always good, though, about the part of like, hey, you know, cover your eyes some nudity you know he was always good about that you know even though i peeked through my fucking fingers i was like eh? you know you know but at the same time it was just like you know hey this is a bad part cover your eyes you know blah 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 but you know still still good oh my mom says she found it oh she found my old yeah she found the movie my old little perfect. <laughs> uh, this is where we wrap up the stream. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh man, that's that's funny, dude. Yeah. I um, when uh, when I used to work there, I couldn't tell anybody, but they literally were making us watch movies because they wanted us to have enough volume of understanding of whatever was out, so that we can kind of like sell it to people. They gave us 10 movies a week. And so say, you know, it was like, all right, 10 free movies a week and you get three games or something like that, which in an ideal world, that sounds amazing. Yeah. But when when you're like me, I can go flop through 10 movies. I mean, back then I didn't have a kid. I didn't have a wife. I was, you know, probably about to start college or in college or whatever. So it's like it wasn't even a big thing. I would go through and fly through seven in less than two days. And so they were like, "Okay, well, you can get seven more right now. I'm like, what? Hold up, bro. So I had to kind of pick and choose. But it was it was funny, man. Those (laughs) days were awesome. They were, man. I mean, I I think I even joked about it with uh, I, I think it was Robert Burnett Meyer or maybe it was Eric Davis. I can't remember which one. But I think it was Robert where I was like, I was joking. I was like, man, they need to like create some like, you know, VR where, you know, literally you could just put it on and pretend like you're walking into a blockbuster and you're picking out your movie as opposed to just going, you know, boop, 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 boop. And there we go. It's on your fucking TV. But like, I I want that experience of like walking around and like, what movie should I choose? And like, literally just like, and you know, it was always like when it came to blockbuster, you know, there was a movie you wanted to watch and you would like go to the section and, you know, cause they would always have the covers and then, but the, if there wasn't the blockbuster, you know, cut, you know, the box underneath it, it was gone. And you're like, no, I can't. Ah, oh, shit. You're like, damn it. And then you're like asking them about like, Hey, the drop off, is it in the, it? What's going on in the pile? Yep. Do you have the movie I want in there? Sometimes it would happen. I, I would actually ask and be like, 
is this movie in that you know pile? And I would I'd be like, check, you know. And then they, you know, sometimes you'd find it, but you know, sometimes you wouldn't. But yeah, there was always that disappointment where you like they didn't have the blockbuster box behind it. You're like, damn it, ah, it's gone already, man. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it's something about that that it it makes you excited for something that you're like, oh man, somebody got it before me, and that was one of the beauties of that job at that time because people are like really anticipating like especially when a movie comes out as soon as it comes out and it goes and just sells out you're like crap i didn't make there on time and i'll be like all right let me take the drive bar for you hold on one second they not they not knowing like most of the time if it was like a new release thing i try to look out for people and i'll kind of have one saved uh just in case if i could and then i'll be like all right here's one last one or whatever and they didn't know that but it was it was interesting, man. Those were amazing times. They were amazing times, man. I mean, and then, and then, of course, like you know, when it kept going forward, and then Netflix was like, "Oh, we can mail the movie that you want to you," and then all of a sudden they were like, "Hey," and then we you hear that story about how they were trying to negotiate with like Blockbuster, like, "Hey, you should get in on this because this is the future," and Blockbuster was like, "Nah, yep. <laughs> we're good," and then they tried to do their own thing, and then no. Nope gone just i mean it's it's sad when i like i literally drive past buildings that i knew were blockbusters at one point i'm like oh you know and it's like that 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 one there's one specific building like uh in my hometown yeah when i drive past it's a bank it's a chase bank now i'm like how is that a chase bank i almost want to walk in there even though i don't have a chase bank account i just want to walk in there and be like oh man this is where i i remember in that little pile right there when they had like movies for sale i bought evil dead 2 right there (laughs) you know (laughs) evil dead 2 was in this pile because i like got on evil dead like crazy and i bought evil dead 2 right there you know now it's just it's just crazy when you like in blockbuster when you hear that story that they like netflix literally was like hey let's do this thing and didn't happen didn't happen and yeah blockbuster's just totally gone man yeah you watch netflix probably is listening to this stream right now it's like oh that dude came up with a good idea let's let's talk to uh oculus real quick and dude uh, like let's, let's put this up here so they take the concept like oh wow what oh snap and and they got fu money. They could do it. They could Dude, literally partner with Oculus and just come out with app. And they can even they can even get, give you the effect of like, oh, the movie's gone. Look, there's no thing behind it. And then they go, just kidding. You can still watch it. It's there all. you go. Kidding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. They can like, there's like some kind of premium thing that you could do. It's like, it could be like a game. Like you have to like defeat some kind of monster or something like that. Or something. I don't know. Man, see, we're coming up with a concept here for VR. And like you said, Netflix is probably listening and being like, we're going to take this idea. Damn it. It's going to happen. Oh, man. Dude, Sam, we've been going on for three and a half hours, dude. Yeah, my back. It just gave Yeah, it's starting, so. it's starting to affect. It's starting to, yeah. I, yeah, like you said, you're just like, if you start seeing me doing this, and I started seeing you kind of lean this way, and I'm like, all right. It's time. <laughs> you know what, dude? This has been a lot of fun, dude. I mean, like, yeah, it's been yeah. a while since I've had a one-on-one vodka stream, like, full-on. And a lot of people are like, damn, one-on-one? I'm like, you know what? I mean, like I said, like, the normal guys, they've been busy lately. They are families. I get it. You know, it's totally fine. Yeah. But 
when it came to this, I think, uh, you know, this was a lot of fun, dude. And then like, yeah, right. man, just, I think this has been a long time coming. Yeah, dude. I've been really wanting to just have a conversation with you, period, anyway. Yeah, man. I really wanted to go to the uh, Zack Snyder's director's uh, event, and that didn't happen. I can't remember why it didn't happen. But well, don't I, you know what? I think there could be one that's going to be happening in October, possibly. Yeah, don't really? quote me on that. I know he's been wanting to do another Snyder Con. You know, which is oh, you know, right there. Uh, here it goes, dude. I'm telling you, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're I mean, we're all kind of anxiously like waiting. Like, is this going to actually happen? I don't know, but he mm. has been talking about possibly in October of wow. something happening again. Uh, I know today he talked about. I guess he's taking Army of the Dead on the road to like theaters and shit. Yeah, did you hear about that? Yeah, he tweeted it out earlier today. Apparently, he's going to take it on the road. And he's just like, all right, let's do this. He's going to do what, I guess, what Kevin Smith kind of did with uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. I don't know how extensive it is, but he had a link to a website and all this stuff, man. Yeah, look what, yeah, check out what Zack Snyder posted earlier. Taking it on the road, guys. Taking it on the road. Interesting. Are you in? Mm-hmm. He tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. And see, and this is a smart thing about Netflix. Oh, snap. It's in my city, Washington, D.C. Oh, snap. Oh, oh snap. Oh, snap. See? You find this up really quick. Five <laughs> days? Five days? What? Five days? June man. the 3rd. Tickets will be released June the 3rd, 10 a.m. That's freaking dope. Yeah, you guys, if it's in your local city, go ahead and sign up for it. There it is, right there. He tweeted it out. His tweet. I'm going to join the wait list at this point. I think I'm late. (laughs) So, but anyways, when it comes to SnyderCon, he's been talking about October, possibly, but nothing confirmed yet. But um, he does want to do a thing where, I mean, I. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a, uh, I think he even mentioned like he would, it'd be one night Man of Steel, one night BBS, one night Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to do the entire trilogy in a weekend. Um, That's something like IMAX, you know, thank God, because the first Snyder Con, when we went through this thing, I mean, it was at, you know, the Pasadena Art Center, which was cool. But the theater was like four decades old. I don't know. It was, uh, we were all kind of scrunched up. It was hot. It was kind of like shoulder to shoulder. I'm like, I, I'm like praying I didn't have to pee. I'm like, don't have to pee. Please don't pee. Because I was right in the center of it all, just like scrunched up with everybody. And it was awesome too. I mean, one of the things about fandom, I, I mean, I'm not even specifically talking about the Snyder fandom, um, but. You know, just watching a movie with people, with a crowd, you know, a theater full of people that love the movie and the director and they're part of the fandom. There's nothing else like it. I mean, I yeah. that was the funnest time that I watched BBS because we watched BBS, the full three hours, ultimate. And it was just crazy how electrifying that whole room was. I mean, every scene that was like, Awesome. I mean, it was. I, I even made the joke because I was with a. I was sitting next to the comic movie marks. Was the opening scene? You know, when when all the credits were rolling, everybody was clapping and cheering for all the actors and all the names. But I'm going, 
I just made the joke. I'm like, do they realize that the, we're watching the Waynes get killed right now? <laughs> and I'm like, we're all scared. I'm like, yeah, fucking bad, black man. You know, it was like it was kind of funny because it was a it was a it was a dramatic scene of the Waynes yeah. getting killed again. <laughs> but everybody's going, yeah, Gal Gadot, man, yeah. You know, it's just it was fuck. I mean, it was just so electrifying. I mean. Oh man, it was the funnest time I've ever watched that film. So I can't even imagine, like you know, I, I think he even said like it wouldn't be there because he'd want to show everything on IMAX. It would be at an IMAX theater that mm-hmm. he would do. It. He'd rent out an IMAX theater for like the whole weekend. And I, I mean, we'll see what happens. That'd be sweet to watch Man of Steel, BVS, and Zack Snyder's Justice League on. A big, huge IMAX screen. So hopefully it happens. We'll see what happens. Though. I would freak out because I know that – well, I can't remember if that's true or not. If he's been working on an IMAX version of Man of Steel, but I ain't going to lie to you. If I got to see an IMAX version of all three films, I would freak yeah. out. Yeah. I, would freak I mean, out. I don't I don't know if he's actually – I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if you – you know, he definitely would probably want to convert it. I thought he was like – maybe there was conversation that he was. I don't know. But I know B, obviously BBS got converted to that. Like, even though it's not 100% in there. Yeah, you got it. Look at that. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's supposed to be, you know, we'll see what happens. October, possibly. Uh, if it's anything like last time, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I mean, just kind of just meeting people and, you know, and yeah, hopefully it'll happen. Oh, yeah. Know. Speaking of, dude. So, um, <laughs> Since we're about to leave, uh, what I can do, you can give um, uh, a copy, a digital copy to somebody in the chat. Um, yeah. I, uh, I've really, got two of them. So, so we have two digital copies. There you go. Yeah, so I can uh, give you one of them. So one, somebody in the chat, I don't know who you want to give it to. Um, still See, I'm, I'm, at, I'm really bad. I'm really four bad. hours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad at like, how do I determine who to give it to? Like I've been given like digital copies before. I'm like, I don't know what to do exactly how to give those away. I would just do like a small little contest, like a trivia or something. I don't know. Everybody's brain cells are probably like gone, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine are kind of gone. I've been sipping whiskey and vodka. So I'm kind of like, (laughs) brain cells are definitely, uh, you know, not all there. So. Yeah, so I'll DM you the digital code, and you can give it whoever you want to. Um, so what game? What uh, uh, what what do we do? What kind of game? Let's make hmm. it DC related. No, Zack Snyder sure. related. Let's make First it Snyder, Zach, yeah. uh, only Zack Snyder question. What should we do? Hmm. So hmm. see, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm really bad at like coming up with stuff like this. I've been given like I've been given di- digital like you know codes before, and I'm like, uh, I don't even know what to do. I'm like, what do I do? Um, I think I, I did one contest before where I said, guess my uh, how many Funko Pops I have, but that was you know that was cool that worked because you know, but at the same time I'm like I don't know. Uh, let's, see. Uh, let's make it, I guess, a little easy because it is late. Um, <laughs> let's see. All right, I got the code right here, so you guys cannot yeah. see it. It's out. Um, let's see. Yeah. What do you think? Um, 
So we have two, right? Oh, I'm just giving you one. I'm just giving you one. So this is a one and done. So this has got to be a really important question. Yeah, no. uh, what is the t-shirt that Zack Snyder always wears? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody gets that. Oh, how about how about this? How about this? Um let's make it about Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Um, so let's do this. Uh, 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 uh. What is the news? Who, who is uh? What is the news uh outlet that's running and talking about the story regarding Superman mm. when everything is going on? Yeah. When when um montage, kind of talking montage, about him yeah. and the montage is going on, what is the news outlet? So I, I think they, somebody's yeah, gonna get it. Yeah. Are we are are we going by the super chat or are we going by the chat or are we going by DMs? What's going on? You know what? Let's just uh give it to the full chat. Chat? Well we got I mean I mean it looks like Fear Jason was first. He said CNN. Everybody's saying CNN, of course. But Peter Jason was the first one that I see on this thing. Where is he? <laughs> Wait, what time was he at? Because uh, Fear Jason's at 2.44 a.m. my time. Well, that's the thing. It's like a lot of people <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> see, that, this, is why, this is why I don't know how to, like, do this like how do you because everybody is like everybody will just like boop, like that so i'm just seeing on the chat right now is like fear jason was the first <laughs> and then it was like james james mark leo yeah this is hilarious all right so it's up to you i mean we could we could take um we could take leo and fear and jason and give them the opportunity of a different question. How about that? Okay. So Leo and Fear Jason, we're gonna give you a different question. Uh Dave is gonna give you that question. So <laughs> give that How dare you? Okay. Uh a question, a BBS related question. Hmm. That's the thing. That's the, the tiebreaker. Tiebreaker question for BVS. Man. Man, there's like it's almost like I want to go like difficult, but then I don't. Uh, Ooh, I'm gonna text you a good question. I'm not going. Okay, to okay. It. If you got something, please let me know. You're you're the one that's popped up on Gatorade. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got those electrolytes going on. Yeah, feel free. Okay. Because yeah. I was there like, I was like, I was gonna go, I was gonna go hard on it. Okay. What is the number on the billboard before it goes back to zero? What do you what do you mean? <laughs> Even I'm like, what? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when Zod, oh, 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 you're yeah, yeah, but that's man of steel, that's not BVS. <laughs> True crap. That was gonna be such a good one. <laughs> but that's a good, a good that's a good trivia question. That is a good trivia question. Like, what is the number of you know the injuries before, you know, how many injuries, you know, since whatever the hell? 
Man, um, man, this is hard. BBS, but it's got to be BBS, right? Got to be BBS related. Trying to think, trying to think. Okay, okay. How about make it something about the ultimate edition? No, no, no. no. Okay, 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 okay. I, I got. I, I think I got it. Okay, how many, how many um, uh, kryptonite grenades does Batman actually have? Like, how many does he make? Is that a good one? That's a really good one because I okay. can't think of that off the break. Because we actually see the montage where he's like boop. Boop, and then we have to like figure out how many he shoots. All right, so how many? Oh, 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 see, this is good because we have different numbers right here. People are like, "What six dot four? Now, but we're talking about who? Who are the two people? We got Jason and so Fear Jason and Leo's. Yeah, I don't know this if Fear Jason is between. Yeah, but see, do we actually know the answer? <laughs> <laughs> you actually have to know the answer to this. <laughs> hey, hold on. I can actually do this. <laughs> yeah, I came up with a good good question, but came I up have with a no great idea question. what the answer is. You oh, came up with man. a great question. Oh. I got to make sure. We got to figure this out. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow. Turn that off. So this thing yeah, how many? How many crypt? How many crypt on fucking? I'm literally going to the movie right now. <laughs> oh man! So okay, so it's between Jason. Jason says three, and it's supposed to be between him and Leo, right? So Leo yep. says six. Jason says three. Okay, because they. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Oh man, but it is a good question. But I have no idea. I'm like, how many did he fucking have? Actually, a really uh, good question. Oh man, that's a good one. It this really is. is. This but is funny. It, this is, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, okay, he shoots one and then shoots another. I'm like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna. Wow. Okay. Okay. So he shoots one at Superman. Shoots two at Superman, and then. Shoots another one at Doomsday, right? So I would say he shoots. He shoots, he he shoots, shoots Superman twice. Two, and he shoots another one at Doomsday. Um, but why do I feel like there's another? One? I thought it. I actually. Well, won. there's there is three. <laughs> I think no he three. Is three. I think there's three. Hey, so where who who says six? Leo, plead your case. Where do you get six from? I think, I think Jason's from. got it. I think it. I think it's three because he shoots two at Superman and one at. Oh, Doom I got Man. it. Here it is. Oh, three right there. There's the. There it is. All right. So Jason. All right, Jason, you got it. I'm gonna go ahead and send you the uh, screenshot that uh, Sam just sent me right now. So go ahead and enjoy yourself some uh, a digital copy or you know of the re- oh, crap. I restored at the movie. My bad. Huh? <laughs> I started looking at the movie. <laughs> no, no, no. That we had to figure it out. <laughs> so we had three. So, <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Uh, hopefully, you guys were entertained by that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were trying to get. Yeah, we we're trying to just give you entertainment for that. That's all. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. I'm not even, wow. Now I'm following you, Jason. Sorry. I didn't realize I was not following you, but here we go. There you go. Uh, Jason, I'll send you the, <laughs> the image right now. Let's see. Do I have it? No. What? Oh, I forgot that it does. It. Why does, okay. I will send you that for some reason on my desktop. It's in, when I try to save the uh, freaking image. All right, Jason, I'll send you it as soon as I, uh, we get off here, which we're going to do right now. Jason, PM, yeah. Now nah, you got it. You got it for Jason. Don't worry. <laughs> I love how he said, it. yeah. He said, fear Jason's like, nice. Elbow cop. <laughs> yeah. He knew. He knew. Anyways, Jason, I'll send you it as soon as we get done right here. For some reason, like when I try to save an image on desktop, it doesn't work. I don't know why, but I'll do it anyways. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. We've been doing almost four hours, man. This has been a lot of fun, Sam. A lot of fun. And yeah, uh, like I said, you, you're welcome on this thing all the time. I think we're we're going to have to do this again because seems like this was just, you know, it was meant <laughs> it was meant to be just a one-on-one, man. It was. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so, too. I think yeah, so, too. I think it was. It definitely was. And uh, go ahead and uh, promote yourself. Uh, talk about your channel, all that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So you guys can find me on a uh, YouTube channel, Team JVS. It's just Team JVS. Uh, we also have a Twitter. It literally says the same thing, Team JVS. If you want to see my personal Twitter, it's actually super, S-E-L-0320. That's my personal Twitter. Hit me up anytime in terms of what we have coming up. Got a couple different interviews for some films that are coming out really soon. A lot of movie reviews. Uh, We just got uh, accepted into Tribeca Film Festival. So we're going to be doing press for that. So a lot of movie reviews coming for stuff that isn't going to be out for like a year or so. So, yeah, stay tuned for a lot of craziness. Oh, and our Twitch is twitch.tv forward slash Team JVS. So, yeah, join us there if you want to see a lot of our reactions that are coming up soon. There you go. Because, you know, YouTube and yeah. I know. I, I'm trying to, I, I mean, everything I, every live stream I do, I put on Twitch, but I'm like, is it even reaching out? So I, I mean, Twitch, I think eventually I'm going to get to like video game stuff because I do want to get back into that. I always worry about it though. Play Resident Evil Village. There you go. When you get See, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, I want to get into the video game stretch of this whole thing. Like, but I always worry that it's going to take up so much of my time because when I get into video games, yeah, all of a sudden time just is meaningless. And I go, what, what? It's, what, it's two o'clock in the morning? What, the? you know, it's just, that's happened to me before and I worry about that. But I think, you know, it'll eventually get there. I think I, I think I could try to manage the time. Anyways, guys, appreciate you guys uh, clicking uh, clicking in and uh, sticking around with us for uh, this conversation. This has been a lot of fun. And um, Sam, of course, is welcome back at any time. Um, I will be sending you links, you know, if you just, if you have a Friday, I mean, just let me know, man. You have a Friday night where you're like, Hey, I just want to talk some, you know, some nerdy (laughs) shit, some movies. Just let me know, man. I will send you the link and we will just chat it up because this was definitely a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, guys, make sure you hit that like thumbs up before you leave, hit that notification bell. So, you know, when I'm doing this stuff, if you want to join film junkie, I do, uh, members only video vlogs and, uh, live streams. 
And then when it comes to the Patreon, I try to give you guys early access on uh, Vodka Stream guests as well as uh, stuff I'm working on. And then, of course, the Film Junkie Closet down below, which has a couple of new shirts in there. So go check it out. I got a Green Lantern shirt and a Flashpoint slash Back to the Future shirt that I was like, all right, let's put that in there. But uh, anyways, guys, uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk to them. And remember. Yeah, second Warner Brothers. That, you know, we could do that. Yeah, that's what we could say about Warner Brothers. And, uh, you know, when it comes to the numbers of uh, yeah, Arm of the Dead, which are looking pretty good, we can also say to Warner Brothers. Fuck you! <laughs> there you go, right there, guys. All right, just saying. Just saying. All right, guys, we will definitely uh, talk to you later.